everybody, and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's, the Casa Grandes, and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 53 of Casa Loud Chats. And I apologize for this podcast coming out really late. I've had some things I did, some real life things I had to take care of, but I am back for the podcast and I'm ready to talk about more episodes of the Loud House and the Casa Grandes, especially because today we have two big episodes, two big specials to discuss that aired a while back. So yeah, I'm, I'm super late to the party, but yes, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm real excited to be back on the podcast to talk about them. But today, I'm actually not alone in talking about all the episodes of The Loud House, The Casa Grandes, and the two big specials from both shows that aired during May and June, of course. I have a very special returning guest on my show. I wanted him back for a certain episode, as, as one of his favorite characters had an episode during this set of episodes, so I wanted him back. He is one of my best friends, of course. He is King Mitch 20. Welcome back, Mitch. Glad to be back, Sonny. Glad to be back. I'm happy to have you on, and of course, the reason I, I wanted you on for this episode was, of course, one of the episodes we'll be talking about is with your favorite character, which we didn't get to talk about last time you were on, so who is your favorite character for The Loud House, if you want to tell everybody? Obviously, it's Flip. <laughs> of course, and he does appear in one of these episodes. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> well, no, seriously, my favorite character is Lenny Loud. She's been my favorite character pretty much since the, towards the end of season one to now. And I'm very happy that she's pretty much not only my favorite character, but my favorite character of all time. And uh, she's grown a lot from when I first started to really enjoy her back in season one to season five. And it surprised me how she... Um, Actually has three episodes, even though this one is paired up with Sonny's favorite character, Mr. Lincoln Loud. <laughs> and when the synopsis came out, she tagged me in it, and it was like, hey, guess what? Our two favorite characters are feuding against each other. Let's see who wins. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm confused about why this is happening, but I want to see what happens. But we'll get to that a little later. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It was... Very interesting to find out that both our favorite characters, as we're both best friends, and his favorite character is Lenny, and my favorite is Lincoln, and how we have an episode where they kind of go up against each other, but I guess we'll, but yes, we'll talk about that later, as we have a lot of episodes to discuss, but before we do that, we do have some news to talk about with The Loud House and The Casa Grandes. Not a lot of news, but still big news, so Mitch, are you ready to talk about some news from both shows? I would love to talk about some news. All right, let's get to some Casa news. Okay, so our first big news item for this week is that on Thursday, we got a brand new clip from the Loud House movie. This came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting this. We didn't know this was happening, but as, like it literally just came out of nowhere. We have a full clip, like the, like kind of a full clip from the Loud House movie that came out of nowhere from Netflix, and there's probably a lot to talk about, but I'll start with you, Mitch. What did you think about this new clip we got from the movie? Honestly, I like you said, I wasn't expecting this either. This just came out of nowhere. Like, I was, like, doing, I was making a playlist 
uh, for myself, and I got a notification from Instagram, and it was from the Loud House, and I scrolled down to see uh, Mr. Duke Lincoln, and I instantly clicked on it. Saw the preview of it where he was, um, he was, um, you know, stro- strutting down, you know, like the amazing character that he is, and Lana and Lola. You know, made a poop joke because you know we we can't have we we gotta have those poop jokes in in the Loud House. It's Nickelodeon after all, and it was really nice. The animation looked really amazing, and we also got a release date. It's coming yes. out Friday, August twentieth on Netflix. So that, pretty much towards the end of the summer. Yeah, I I knew it'd be August. There, like I figured it was gonna be like very close to like the end of summer into the fall because they know kids go back to school so i figure it's gonna be like when they say summer i always assume it's gonna be august but uh yes the animation looks amazing like they did such a good job especially with the backgrounds the backgrounds are super detailed like when the characters are walking they have the reflection on the floor and stuff and that scene where lincoln comes out and there's like this this whole like beautiful like lighting and shading on his face when he's like you know, posing where like let's Rita's like what are you doing duking like absolutely beautiful they did such a good job with like again like the the, the movie itself the animation did not change a lot for the show but it seems like they're literally like played around with more shading and lighting and more different camera ang- angles because like there's a scene where Link is walking down the stairs again like I've never seen that from the actual show like they they're doing a really good job of like enhancing the animation or playing around with more stuff to make it look more theatrical but at the same time keeping it true to the loud house style and i'm i'm really impressed like if that's how the whole movie's gonna look like if that's how all the all the movie's gonna look like i'm very excited because again the teaser trailer the teaser trailer that we got was great and all but i feel like this clip showed what they are going to do in terms of the animation from the show and uh yeah i just I'm, I'm absolutely impressed. Like, I just, I love that clip. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's my boy. Like, my boy is being all extra with being the, now he's a duke. We were calling him a prince or a king or something. Now his official title was a duke. Because he said he's duking, so he's a duke. But, yeah, no, I loved it. You know, I, I, I think it was great. And I'm very excited for, now we have a release date. So I'm very excited for the movie. And I'm sure you're very excited for the movie too, Mitch. Of course I am. Once this movie was announced back in 2017, then it got canceled, then they brought it back back in 2019, all we was doing was waiting to see when it was going to drop. Then we found that it was coming to Netflix. Cool. Then this year, when we found, we got the first ever, um, like, cover art and stuff, and then, like, like an image from the movie where it, we thought it was going to, like, have a different animation style, where well, I thought it was. Because, you know, usually movies kind of go all out and have, like, a bigger budget. But this one, you know, it's the last. They pretty much keeping it traditional, but having, like, you know, a more more clean uh, art style and stuff, which is nice, you know, keeping it traditional. They probably, like, they probably going to, like, you know, have a big, have, like, something in a budget for something else, you know. We never know. Shoot, one of the characters may break out in a song. Probably Lincoln. Probably. Oh, my you know. gosh. Uh but honestly, like, I thought it was going to come out in, like, July. Because, you know, like, when I think summer, I think June, July, not August. When I think, like, August, I think, like, oh, summer's about to be over, you know. But, hey, 
um, yeah, so like she was she was right about the movie coming out in August, and I was like, okay, well now we have the release date, so now we just gotta wait on the official trailer because all we had was the sneak peek, you know, and then once it officially comes out, you know, we just you know, we can't wait to hopefully get ninety minutes of just you know Loud House being in royalty, Duke Lincoln, so many new so many new head cannons and drones, you know, all of that. So can't wait. We got just two months until two months until the big day. Yeah, it's gonna be very, very exciting. Like I can't wait to see what happens next and like well again like I think you were talking about or someone else was talking about it. I feel like we'll get a full trailer in July for sure. Like end of July maybe early August, but we all know what Netflix, because, like, they, I, I never really know what their date is in terms of giving trailers for movies and stuff, but it seems like they just, like, surprise us by coming out whenever they want to, but I feel like it'll be July, we'll get, like, an actual full trailer for the movie than just the teaser trailer or, or a clip from the movie, but the fact that we got a teaser trailer and a clip to show, like, what the movie's gonna look like or be like, I'm really excited to see what else is coming. Same here. I I can't wait. You know, hopefully we do get that. Well, we're going to get it, but hopefully we get it in, like, you know, July so that we can have time to just be like, oh, so this is what the movie's going to be about, you know, and then after that, we just wait. One thing I also want as, like, like, you know, a fantasy is, like, I want Nickelodeon, you know, since they partnered up with Netflix, I want them to kind of go all out, you know, like, promotion, promote it everywhere, you know, I want freaking Loud House Marathons to hype up the movie and stuff. I also hope the movie does air on Nickelodeon sometime soon, you know, either the end of this year, next year, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it is on Netflix, you know, but I also wanted to, you know, watch it on the on a big screen as well. So, yeah. All right, so talk oh yeah, so talking about the loudest movie, that was a big thing. Let's jump over jump over to the next big thing we got. Which, um, on my last show, I talked about how we were, we were getting a bunch of new Casa Grande episodes this month. Because, again, The Loud House had so many episodes last month. And Casa G's didn't get anything until the big special paired with The Loud House's other big, spe- the other big special from The Loud House. So, Casa Grande's are taking over the month of June from Loud House as we were getting a bunch of new episodes. But I talked about Battle of the Grandpas, which is the Frida's Dad episode. And Prankiversary was announced but we had no description for this episode. However, we did get a description for this episode that we could talk about, but we also have a promo to talk about this episode. But I do want to say uh, to Mitch, do you know what this episode's about, Prankiversary? Hmm. I think it's about Carlota pranking TJ and Carl for always messing with her. That's what it probably is. Yeah. That's just that's just a guess, you know. It's probably I really a didn't sequel. look at the synopsis that well. So yeah, but do you know? Do you I know? know? Than me. Oh, do I know? Well, I did have a bunch of predictions about this episode, and I literally I I thought that it was going to be a sequel episode to Pranks for the Memories with Carlota and Roddy and pranking the boys, or the boys having the revenge on the girls. However, <laughs> I was right about one thing when I talked about my predictions for this episode, that a certain, certain character from a certain show that this 
that this show is spun off from is coming back into this episode. Yes, I'm talking about Lincoln. He is in this episode. And one of my one of my silly predictions about what if Lincoln or Land was involved in this episode was correct. So technically I was right, but the full episode is going to be much more than what we were expecting from this 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 actual episode we were thinking. Okay. So Prankiversary, the full description for this episode is Rodian and Lincoln are set for a full for a big day of pranks, and newbie Sid wants to join it on the fun too. So this is a Sidani Kid episode. However, okay, so yes, we all were like, yes, a Sidani Kid episode. That's awesome because we just had other mess and now we're getting all three of them back together. That's awesome, wonderful, we love it. However, Nickelodeon dropped a promo for this episode on us on Friday. And Mitch, would you like to describe yes. what's in this promo for us for this episode? Yes, I will. So... It is Lincoln and Ronnie Ann pranking each other. They are, they are having a prank war. In this 10-second promo, we get Lincoln setting up spaghetti, Ronnie Ann offering Lincoln to go into the um to the building, but a giant, wacky, waving, arm-flailing tube man flies him out of there, and she laughs at him. So, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. We're going to get, like, a preview, either... Tuesday or Wednesday to give us more context. But yeah, from that little 10 second promo, you know, from my POV, I'm actually excited because I didn't think it was going to be a prank war. Um, I know Sid's going to be involved, but we didn't see her in in, the, in these little clips that, that we got. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what she's, what she's going to be doing, but I hope, I, I, my prediction is she's either going to be peacemaker or she's going to cause the conflict. She doesn't want to be like, oh my God, why are you two pranking each other? Do you not see what you're, you're causing? You're, you're hurting your friendship or something like that, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. I haven't been excited about a Cossack Randy episode since uh, the episode that we're going to be talking about later in this podcast, Zoom Emergency. But, Sonny, I know you have way more to say about this little teaser trailer that we got. So... Uh, I'm all ears. So, <laughs> when I found out that this was going to be a Sonati Kid episode, you know I was hyped. Like, I was so excited, of course, because I love the three-way friendship between Link and Ronnie and Sid. I was very excited, and I was, like, thinking about ideas and stuff. Like, my main prediction before I found out anything about, anything about the episode was that Lincoln and Ronnie and were going to be pranking together and pranking everybody else. Kind of like how there's a comic in Living La Casa Loud. It's called, um, the... What is it called? Oh my gosh. Blanking on the name of it. City Trickers. There it is. Yeah, there, there's a City Trickers comic in Living La Casa Loud where Lincoln and Ronnie and are pranking Lori and Bobby for the day and they're messing up their date and stuff and they're having fun pranking them and of course Lori and Bobby get back at them. So I was thinking, what if they're working together to prank everybody else and then Sid sees that Lincoln and Ronnie and have this thing and that she wants to get involved so Lincoln and Ronnie and work together to teach her the ways of pranking. That's what I thought would happen and that's what my main prediction was. Like, you would think me being the Roddy Kin uh, expert I am, I'd have a, a list of scenarios that could possibly go any certain way, and I did. However, <laughs> this promo, like, if I had a bingo card, right, 
a head bingo card. This was not on my card. <laughs> I had, I did not think that there was going to be a prank war between them. They're selling this as a prank war between them. I had, they did not have this on my, on my list whatsoever. Did not think that would happen. And it's actually happening. So, the fact that they're like, again, okay, this thing is like, this is a friendly competition. Like, they're not, they're not like, mad at each other already. This is like a thing that they have. Like, this is like a friendly competition between the two. That they're just having fun. And they're pranking each other because that's like, their thing. Like, like, going back to like, the beginning of Loud House. You have Radian who, she was pranking Lincoln as like, quote unquote, teasing slash bullying. But ever since, you know, Lincoln and Radia became friends, like, Lincoln's kind of a adapted to her pranking and stuff and thinks it's a fun thing, so they do it together kind of thing. So, like, here, it's, the episode is called Prankiversary, which is implying an anniversary slash a friendiversary kind of thing. So, this is their thing. They're doing it in good fun. So, and so it's going to be really interesting to see how this episode goes for their dynamic, because I feel like, like, again, as... Like, they're a big fan of their relationship. This is something that I wasn't expecting that they would actually do in terms of their relationship. But this is going to be, like... I feel like it's just going to be a fun episode just to see their dynamic as, like... I call it, like, the rivals to lovers trope, basically. Where they're, like, trying to prank each other and go up against each other and one-up each other. It's going to be great. Like, that's going to be fun. But the thing is, like, like Mitch said, we did not see Sid at all... In this entire promo. So we have no idea where the heck she is. What the heck she's doing. Or how she's involved in the plot. Because again like it says newbie Sid wants to get, get in on the fun. But sometimes these descriptions for episodes don't really correlate with what happens in the episode. So like Mitch said I'm thinking either Sid will be the peacemaker where she actually doesn't know the context of what's going on. Like maybe Radia tells Sid like oh me and Link are gonna prank each other for the day and Sid's like oh that's great. Wait what? <laughs> like she doesn't understand that this is like a thing that, that they've done and it's like for fun and stuff and she thinks they're actually like physically hurt like not say physically but more like they're hurting each other so Sid wants to stop it especially if like she finds out they're gonna do like these big elaborate pranks on each other where they could actually get hurt or something so she's like trying to stop it or like in the promo you see like there's two scenes where Sergio is in the scene like the one that Mitch talked about where like Rodian hits Lincoln with the wacky wavy inflatable tube man and Sergio's there and then the scene where Lincoln is uh again like he has a bucket of spaghetti he's gonna drop on her head and again Sergio is there so my other guess is Sid does find out that Roddy Ann is pranking Lincoln and she wants to get involved by helping Roddy Ann prank Lincoln and then Sergio teams up with Lincoln and kind of like because like I would love I love the idea of, of Sergio and Lincoln kind of like being starky with each other going back and forth and like banter and stuff so like he's kind of telling Lincoln how bad his plans is or something you know like that's my other guess because again like we didn't see Sid at all in any of these scenes no sign of her whatsoever but my, but I also think and this is like a, a, a connection to the episode we'll talk about with Zoom Emergency is that I feel like Sid could get involved but she messes it up or like screws something up and like Lincoln and Ronnie get mad at her for trying to get involved in their thing because like this is their thing and she's just getting in the way and stuff and she feels left out and stuff but i don't know we don't know because again we, we haven't seen we haven't seen her at all like it's, it's, it's a mystery what she'll be doing but again i still think she'll come in like the second half of the episode like in horoscope where sid comes in and she helps 
Roddy and like distract Lincoln from doing stuff. So I feel like in this episode she'll come in like in the second half where Roddy needs help with the pranks. But again, there's so many ways, like so many ideas for this episode of how it could go and stuff. But the fact that they're selling this as a Lincoln and Roddy and prank war episode, like to me, I thought it was just gonna be a full on Sidani kid episode. But to me, it looks like a Roddy kid episode. But you know, Nick with their advertising. It could still be a Sonny Kid episode, you know, but from what I've seen so far, it looks like a Roddy Kid episode. Like, to me personally, that's what they're selling it as, but we don't know yet. We have no idea, but, you know, I, again, I haven't been this hyped for an episode since Utter Mess, so seeing that, again, this is, like, catering to me and my ship, and it feels like it's gonna be, like, like, it's gonna be what I thought Utter Mess was gonna be with, like, a sequel to Horoscope. This time it will be the actual sequel to Horoscope, with Roddy Kim being the main focus of the episode, and maybe Sid will get involved or be, be her point of view or whatever. But again, we don't know. We don't know what Sid's gonna do, we don't know where she is, and how she's involved in the plot, but it seems like they're selling it as a Lincoln and Roddy and Prank War episode, and I cannot, I, I cannot contain my excitement, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm very hyped for this. This is up my alley. This is like the dream episode I've wanted for the relationship that isn't them working together. It's like them like up against each other, like having a fun rivalry kind of thing. Like, this is great. This is amazing. And I am just super soaked. I, I, I'm super stoked for this episode. I, I absolutely can't wait for this. <laughs> you know. You know, bitch. You know. I do. I do. She's very excited, you guys. This is something that she wasn't expecting, but now that she has it, it's pretty much like everything, every, nothing nothing matters for the next five days but this episode that's coming out. Yep, nothing else matters. And we were talking about it off uh, podcast, but I was telling Mitch, like, I really, I, I hate to say this, but I hope they just, they just, when they're posted like previews for the episodes, I hope they just spoil the entire uh, Battle for the Grandpa's episode, because again, like, you know what's weird, though? Like, we're having an episode called Battle of the Grandpa's, which is like Frida's dad and Hector go up against each other kind of thing, right? And then we have Prankiversary, which is like and Roddy and they go up against each other. Is this, is this like a running theme? I think, right? I'm just noticing this. <laughs> this is not me, like, this is me going off script like, oh, I just realized this. It's kind of funny, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I I understand. Um, but honestly, like, yeah, I'm 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 really excited for this episode, you know. Um, and I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to hear Sunny scream about it because yes, she she will be screaming about it, you know, because it's, it's it's pretty much like her ship, you know, coming coming together again after we after we got an episode with them way back in February. Like, after her birthday, you know, and getting this three, four months later, it's amazing. And it's all, it's both in season two. You know, it's like, she get these episodes when she least expected, it, and it's, it's pretty much the best thing ever. You know, I always tell her, that, you know, they're like, don't always expect something. You know, just, just try to, you know, like, look forward to the episodes that's coming out. And then, you know... You see, you see an episode title with no synopsis, like, oh, I wonder what this can be about. Is this going to be about, like, I don't know, Sergio? Is it going to be about Carlota running in by herself? And then when we find out the synopsis, you know, it's, 
it's gonna be great because yeah, when Perkiversary like the the episode name when we got it like mm-hmm. we thought it was gonna be a sequel to Pranks for the Memories, an episode that neither one of us really care for. Um, but I'm glad that's not the case because now it's something that's way better, a million times better than that episode just by the ten seconds that we got in the preview uh, this past Friday. So. Again, I can't wait for it. Miguel, don't let us down. If you do, we'll, 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 I don't know. Just don't let us down. We'll find you. We'll We'll find find you. You You know, it's just like, talking about Miguel, I I do want to mention it real quick, is that Miguel Puga, of course, uh, the executive producer of the Casa Grandes, was just doing a random AMA, like, I think on like last Sunday or something. So he was at, he was answering fan questions and, you know, I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed when it comes to, like, the crew asking or answering fan questions because some questions could get really, really embarrassing to talk about. But I, I say he's a trooper because he answered so many random questions from the fans. Most of them be like, oh, maybe we'll, it will happen or sometime it'll happen or something, you know. So I, I give him props. Most of them was pretty much repeats. Like, yeah. he did that, like, last Sunday. And, yeah, he answered, he answered a lot. And majority of the questions, you know, like, he's executive producer, I guess co-creator of the show, because, you know, he knows, he, knows what, he knows what goes down. Yeah. But he just can't say too much, you know. And us fans, you know, if he does say something, Say something that catches our eyeball, we will speculate. So majority I mean, of those answers was like he 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 pretty much just like copy and pasted some <laughs> some of his responses and, and I forgot which one they were, but it was like we have to see. Yeah, yeah, like again, like I do get embarrassed every time people ask about Ronnie Kid. It's like oh here we go again, but he's a trooper, you know, like. He's on. He's supporting us. He's like, yeah, like, like some people are asking, like, well, what's up with Roddy Kid? Like, are they gonna kid? Like, what's gonna happen with them? He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I mean, it's like, and we're all like, yeah, it's gonna be canon, okay, Miguel? We know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like some things, other two, like you know, like talk, there's actually gonna be an episode we're gonna talk about which he answered a question about it and said maybe we, we'll see. And that's actually happening. So, you know, maybe some of his answers are actually right. <laughs> you know, but he's just pulling our leg on some things. But Miguel, if you're listening out there, I just want to say thank you for supporting the fans, letting us ask you questions, even though some of them can be like really dumb. <laughs> but we we appreciate it very much. So thank you for supporting us. And again, but you, I I know for sure he's gonna be directing Prankiversary. He won't let us down. He's the best. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited for Prankiversary. Because, again, like, well, like I was saying, like, I thought it was going to be a Link and Roddy and Work Together episode. They'll be pranking the Casta Grandes, like Pranks for the Memories, and, like, Sid wants to get involved. But after seeing that promo, which, again, caught me off guard. That was not on my bingo list, okay? I was not expecting what they're showing me is going to happen in the episode. I'm super stoked. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see the, like, I'm, 
I wonder what the title card's gonna look like. That's the main thing I'm wondering about. Like, what's the title card gonna look like? And of course, the other CP, but mostly the title card. I hope we get the title card tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday, it'll be dropping Monday, but I'm sure we'll get it tomorrow. And then I'll have to speculate everything based on the title card until we get to Friday, but yes. I know it's probably gonna be similar to um, the title card with the three of them in February's episode. You think so? Yeah, I feel like all three of them would would be in it. I know Lincoln and Ryan are definitely going to be in it, you know. And I feel like C is going to probably be like in a background or something. And the thing about Casa Gardner is they always, like, they have like a one-up against TLH where they, like, they both have like similar, like, title cards, sequences and stuff. But, yeah, Casa Gardner title cards have like a lot in them to stand out with. Uh, the Loud House is a comic strip title card, which I really appreciate. Yeah, so I, I, I yeah, like the Casagrande title cards are always beautiful. So, like for that episode, I feel like the title card is gonna be super intense looking. Like it's gonna be like a battle royale title card with like Wicked Roddy and like, like the little like I don't know how you describe it. Like there's like that little like a uh, zigzag thing where. When, when people are going up against each other like thing. I imagine that's what Yeah, like the like. whole versus thing. Versus thing, yeah. It's gonna be the two of them like side by side with the little versus thing and then like Sid is like in the background either cheering or like scared that they're gonna fight each other or something and maybe Sergio is in the time car like, yeah! Fight each other! <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna be really exciting. Whatever happens in the episode, we're all gonna be excited for it. We're all gonna be talking about it. I'll be talking about it forever, probably. But you know, it's it's such it was such a great surprise to get that from that promo to get out. That's not what I was expecting this episode to be, and I can't wait for it. So yeah, I'm real excited. Speaking <laughs> of episodes, yeah, didn't some new episodes of Casa Grande's drop these past two weeks? Are you talking about the descriptions or just new episodes in general? New episodes in general. Oh, well, before we do that, we still have some episodes to talk about. Because we have oh, upcoming we? episodes. Yeah, we have descriptions for two upcoming Casa Grande episodes that are going to premiere next week after these two episodes that we're all really excited about. But we have to talk about those before we get to the new ones. Um, so we have two brand new episodes of the Casa Grande's airing next week that have titles and descriptions for them. The first one, hey, uh, Mitch, I have a game for you. Who do you think this episode is about? It's one of two answers. Let's see. You you don't want to take a guess on who it could be? It's one of two answers. Guess any answer. It'll be the right answer. I just know it. Is it about Carl? It is about Carl! Who else would it be in the Casa Grande's? As we've had two episodes back to back with him, or even more that if you count the entire season. But yes, we have another Carl episode coming up next week, which is called uh, Do the Fruit Shake. Okay, that's just a weird name for her. I just noticed how weird that name is. Um, Do the Fruit Shake. Carl's new song samples a singing group, but he needs their okay before it can play on the radio. So Mitch... Are you excited for another Carl focus episode this season? I say as I twitch my eye. <laughs> the real question is, are you excited for another Carl centric episode? Because you seem like you're not. I want. I, this is I, uh, this is episode seven. Uh, 
out of season two. So yeah, this is his seventh episode. I know my friend Sarid's watch listening, and he's a huge Carl fan. I support you, Sarid, but I don't support the fact that we have what seven Carl focus episodes now in the show. He's practically turning into the main character of the Casagrandes, who the show is focused on writing in the main character of the show. He's getting more episodes than her now. She appears less than Carl does in the show. And now he's getting more focus episodes on himself. Like, what do you do you like that Carl's getting so many episodes, Mitch? Are you are you against this or are you for it? I'm half and half. I mean, if this was my favorite character, obviously I wouldn't be batting an eyelash, you know. But my favorite character is her favorite character, which is Rodney Ann. I I love Rodney Ann, you know, she's she's cute, you know, and we haven't really had a lot of focus episodes with her. I can't even remember. That doesn't really involve Sid. You know, she actually had a couple episodes that does, doesn't even involve her. One of them we're going to be talking about in this uh, podcast. Um, so with Carl, it's like, I like Carl. You know, I do. But at the same time, those six, now seven episodes, one of them could have been focused on a character that really needs it, you know? We they actually gave it to us. We <laughs> uh, we got actually gonna be talking about this podcast as well. So yeah, yeah. Take a shot how many times I'm gonna say that. Um but I would love I I would you know this I would love more Sid episodes. You know, you just gotta you just gotta spread it out. I feel yeah. like Carl is like Miguel's favorite. It looks like he's the favorite at this point, because, like, they're giving him all the episodes and reducing Roddy Ann from a main character to a side character in season two, which, I, I that, that stinks for my girl. She's basically getting the Lincoln season four treatment with Carl, and I don't like that. But, you know, uh, we, we make these jokes about this in the fandom, but I, it's like, for every five Carl episodes, you get at least one episode about your OTP, so... You know, at least this week I get the Ryan Kid episode, so if I have to deal with another Carl episode, if it means we might get another crossover episode, then I'm fine with that, so, you know. But this is an episode about a sampling a song. That's kind of up your alley, Mitch, because for those that don't know, Mitch is a really big uh, music fan, especially rap music, so this might interest you, you know? It might, but it also might not. That's also fair. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I, I find it interesting. This episode doesn't really, like, seem that interesting to me. It's like, Carl's making a song. If One thing that Casa Grenades has been doing in season two lately is, like, DJ Carl. Like, that's pretty much been, like, a running gag so far. They brought it back, like, four times now. And I feel like he'll be back in this episode if he's mm-hmm. making a song. But... The thing about it, yeah, in making an episode, because, like, these days when you use a sample, you got to clear it first with the person that, that uh, you know, owns the rights to the song that you're sampling. Because if you don't, you know, that's that's copyright. And you, they'll they're pretty much take a lot of, a lot of, um, all the royalties that you earn from um, that song. It's pretty much going to be going to them. And you don't want that. So you pretty much got to clear it with them. In order to do that, or else you're gonna get sued. So I feel like that's what this episode is gonna um uh be about. Yeah, like it's it's going to be an episode about copyright, which is 
pretty interesting that they're going into that route. Like, again, like, my friend Saran, he also loves DJing, and Carl was his favorite character, so this is basically, like, an episode that he wrote. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... You know, I don't, I, I get, I don't like to be anti-Carl, but he's had seven episodes this season, more than Roddy and the main character of the show showing up season two, but apparently there, he's the favorite, and, you know, I think, you know, someone said on Twitter that this is basically, they're trying to make Carl the focus this season because they want to develop him, they want to make him grow, I get that, because, like, one of the episodes we'll talk about is all about that, or two of them practically the same lesson he learns in both episodes, but, you know, what can you do? They like Carl. I like Carl, but I'd rather we just slow it down, because soon enough I'll start disliking Carl, which I don't want to, because I like Carl. I like him a lot. I don't want him to take over the show, though. Because remember, it's the Casta Grandes, not the Carl Grandes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to make that pun. Okay, so then we have one last episode to talk about that was announced today, which, by the way... Someone did ask this question to Miguel on his uh, AMA, which was, will we get an episode about Bobby and Carlota? He said, well, maybe we'll see. We, and we are! We're getting an episode about Bobby and Carlota! How about that? <laughs> so, Miguel was basically saying, yup, it's happening. So yes, this episode is called uh, Maybe Sitter. With the adults out for the night, Bobby and Carlota take turns watching the kids and going to a party. So, uh, Mitch... I know you have strong feelings yes. on Carlota like I do, but are you excited for this Bobby and Carlota episode? You know, I feel like if it was Carlota by herself, I wouldn't be interested because like you would call, except that he has a lot of episodes. Carlota, she needs more episodes. She needs more episodes to develop her because she's not really like my favorite. She's kind of, she kind of has that, Lenny trait, but like nothing else that would make it what makes Lenny like my number one, where she developed, you know, like in the past five years. So we kind of got that in the episode where she had where she had that tutor. You know, that was an amazing episode compared to VIP, which is I don't even I don't even want to get into that because we'll be here for about three hours. <laughs> but this episode seems like it's gonna be interesting. You know, Bobby and Carlota, we. Haven't really had this pairing, you know, because they're pretty much, you know, they're, they're the oldest. They're both, I think, 17, 18, you know, they're both pretty much the same age. And I feel like they're going to watch, you know, I hope they watch, you know, the boys and run in. But I hope she doesn't get erased out of this episode, probably like having a sleepover with Sid or, you know, went spent spent the weekend with Lincoln or something, you know, you know, if, if, or, you, if you write out like that. Like how, they wrote, dad, you know. like how they wrote her out of Chonka Force. They basically explained that she's over her dad's house. They'll do the same thing in this episode. They'll be like, oh, she's over her dad's house again. So you'll have to watch her. But then it's like, wait, but then why wouldn't Bobby go to see her dad? So you can't make that excuse, Casagrandes. You can't. Because Bobby's not there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but I'm, I'm excited for this episode. I hope it's, I hope it's good. I, I hope it's good. That's all, that's all I got to say. Yeah, like, I think it's just going to be them watching the boys, Carl, CJ, and Carlito. It's going to, again, there'll be a continuation of Flight Plan where they needed a babysitter. And, again, that, in that episode, they didn't even explain where everybody else was. They were just like, oh, everybody's busy. Like, 
you don't make that excuse. So, again, like, talking about chocolate pores, they actually explained where the heck everybody was. Like, I, again, like, I, I know we're jumping right into it, but, like, they're, they're saying, oh, Frida and Carlos went to the art museum, and Roddy and Bobby are at their dad's house. Like, yes, good. You explained where they are. I don't like that you read about it in the episode, but you at least explained it versus Flight Plan, where it's like, everybody's busy! So, yeah, don't do that in that episode if you're, if you're just going to write Roddy and out of the episode and be like, oh, Roddy is going skateboarding with Sid. It's fine. You know, you don't have to babysit her or whatever. She's cool. You know, but I think it's just going to be that babysitting the boys. But um, my friend Nino, who's a huge Bobby fan, I'm very happy for him getting this episode. He deserves it. And, yeah, like, you know, Carlota, like, what I like her episode. Like, I, 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 I'm very decisive on her as a character. And I feel like she always needs to be paired up with somebody to make her more engaging as a character. So her and Bobby seems like the best fit. Because like in Curse, they were going to go see a movie. Like, not see a movie. They were going to go to the mall together. And then it's like, oh, you should do that pairing. And they're going to do it with them babysitting the kids and trying to go to a party. So yeah, I'm pretty interested to see what's going what, what's gonna to happen in this episode. I think it's going to be a fun episode for sure. I'm pretty excited for it. Ooh. All right, so with that being said, we're talking about Chocolate Force. Let's jump into the episode review, shall we? <laughs> because we do have a lot to talk about. And we're going to start with the Casa Grandes first, as they aired four new episodes in a row already since I last recorded. And they're a lot. And uh, Mitch and I were talking about it off the show, but we're, we're just going to breeze right through them because... They're all good episodes, but not a lot to discuss in terms of these episodes. They're all just really fun and simple episodes, but we're just going to discuss them, of course. So we'll breeze right through them, but let's jump right into the episodes, shall we? So these episodes got got leaked out in Australia around like May or something, so, but they finally got released in the U.S., so we can talk about them here. So the first one is uh, Saving Face. Uh, Rodian and Sid are determined to find out if the new building tenant is their favorite wrestler, La Tormenta. So yes, in this episode, we get the return of La Tormenta in the show from the la last episode. She was in no show from the from uh, the cost, the Loud House featuring the Casa Grande's episodes. Uh, so Mitch, what do you think about this episode, this Sidani episode, when you're trying to figure out who La Tormenta is? What do you think of it? Um, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty a pretty decent episode. You know, like they wanted to find out who La Tormenta was and. They they pretty much just gave it away like halfway through the episode, you know, because it was just that that simple. So, um, yeah, I really um don't have a lot to say, you know, clearly because I don't have a lot to say about these Casa Grande episodes, but I'll do my best. Um, but I I I really I really enjoy um uh, Sid and Ronnie and episodes, you know, like they really do have amazing chemistry together, you know, so. It was a, uh, it was nice, you know. And then when they um tried to get the mask back with the birds, I like that fight match between Ronnie and had with the birds and stuff, you know. They really should do more silly stuff with her, you know. But they don't. I I guess they reserve. They 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 keep their reserve for Carl. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, um, next episode she's gonna be heading Lincoln with wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men and like pranking them and stuff. That's pretty. That's pretty wacky, right? <laughs> Those yeah, but she only does that to him, you know, because she cares about him a lot. So pranking somebody because yeah. you care about them—that's <laughs> that's that's a lesson for you kids. <laughs> yep. Anyway, but, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um. 
One thing I do uh, want to say is uh, I do like it that they um, kind of uh, br- brought this back because, yeah, we haven't seen Rodney Ann, like, you know, bring up her love for um, uh, Lucha, uh, Luchador Wrestling um, since he had no show, and that was back in 2019. Um, so it's nice uh, that they brought the brought project back. I really I hope they do more with it, you know, and the fact that C is also a fan because you know she likes everything. So that's a, it, it was it was it's nice that they uh, do that. I hope they you know do more stuff with that. But yeah, overall it's a this is a pretty good episode to start off uh, the new episode. And I was gonna say you are a wrestling fan, but do you have any experience? I am. You- do you have any experience watching Lucha Libre? Is it like the same thing as regular wrestling, or do you do you not watch that or anything? It is, it is different. I I, I don't watch it because I don't. Yeah, I never seen Lucha Libre, but I only know about it in cartoons. Okay, <laughs> so. that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll make mine simple again. Like Sidardi episodes are always enjoyable. You know, they always go on fun adventures. You know, majority of episodes with Sidardi don't really have a lot to discuss about. Besides, if they ever do any, like, shipping, teasing stuff with them, because I ship them. But, you know, this, again, it's a nice, a simple Sid and Roddy and Episodium. They've tried to find out a lot of Tormenta. And, again, the guy who was the announcer is the same guy from uh, from No Show doing the announcement. And they played the LT Great theme song as a lot of Tormenta is doing her moves and stuff, which is really cool. And, of course, I cannot forget the iconic line, one of my favorite lines ever, from Isabella's Roddy and... Is when Sid and Rodian find the mask, and Sid's like, "Oh, you should try it on." And Rodian's like, "Me? <laughs> no. Okay." <laughs> like that to me was the greatest moment of Isabella's Rodian. Just that little like, "Okay." <laughs> like she was so excited to put it on. It's great. Um, you know, I just I didn't really like the whole aspect of them trying to find her out by breaking into her house to find her mask. Kind of weird they would they would do that but you know in the end they apologize to uh blanca is that i think that's what her name is i forget what her full name is but um they apologize to her we'll keep your secret we won't break into your house again but yeah it was it was just a nice cinerati episode because i don't have a lot to say on these episodes they're just fun adventures with the two and nice to bring back Rodian's love of wrestling and sid doing those little um acronyms like the uh ttyl kind of things like that was fun but you know, Sid's always cute, so, you know, it's a very nice episode. Yes, she is. She is, yes. We'll talk a lot more about Sid later. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll jump over to the next episode, which is, of course, an episode featuring our favorite character of the Casagrandes, or the Casagrandes' favorite character, Carl, two in a row, but let's talk about the first one. Uh, Matters of the Cart. After an old man wins Carl's dream go-kart, Carl wants to prove that he's worthy of the prize himself. What did you think about this Carl episode, uh, Matters of the Cart? Kind of like a Carl Redemption episode sort of thing. What did you think about it? Um, It was kind of like a Carl Redemption episode. Kind of not, you know. It was alright, in my opinion. Um, I, You know, Carl's, Carl's schemes is still great. You know, every... <laughs> Every time he always schemes, it's, it's real good and stuff. But um, other than that, I thought the resolution was going to be solved, but then I realized we still got like eight minutes left. So it's just him trying to convince everybody that he's good. And obviously, we all know Carl Casagrande is not a, 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 a saint, you know. We all know that. So um, 
other than that, uh, you know, he ended up getting exposed, not by his family, but pretty much everybody, the old man looking at him when the birds came in, and he only saved himself. Uh, so, yeah, and then he ended up making up for it by using the go-kart to do um, good things. So, overall, it's a, it was a pretty decent episode, you know, in terms of Carl episodes, because we got, we got about, like, 12 of them so far this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, I... I, I hate to say this, but yeah, we just have so many abundance of Carl episodes that it's just getting kind of tiring just, like, talking about them. But I, I think what season two was trying to accomplish with Carl is trying to give him a redemption arc or at least develop his character because, like, you know, now he's not also in, he's not just in the schemes, he's also in the music with his DJ Carl stuff. And so seeing that Carl is, like, again, like, becoming, like, the second main character of the Casa Grandes is getting a little tiring after a while. But I do, I like this one because, again, it is nice to see Carl actually, you know, learn like, a lesson, how to be, like, a good person and stuff, even though he was lying to the old man about wanting the go-kart, but I did love in this episode that, like, the family knew that he was full of it. Like, they knew that the, that Carl was up to something, because, like, the old man was like, uh, oh, like, what a good boy, and his family's like, wait, what? Are you talking about Carl? Like, the best part of that episode for me was when Roddy Ann was like, uh, you know, she was thinking that Carl was kind of sus <laughs> about this reference, but um, she was like saying like, oh, like you're sharing now, huh? Can I borrow 20 bucks? And everybody just goes, <gasps> like, oh, I was like, yo, Roddy Ann. <laughs> like she, she knew how to get to Carl. And Carl was like, yeah, of course. And Roddy Ann's like, who are you? And what have you done with Carl? <laughs> like, like my girl just like went up there and just owned the entire episode just for that one moment, like, I loved it. That was great. Like, that's just a great Roddy and moment. But, yeah, no, I, again, I don't have a lot to say on this one, but I think it's a pretty just solid Carl episode. Again, her, him learning a lesson not to lie and to actually be a good person. And I think, you know, they did a good job on it, but again, I don't have a lot to say on it, but I think it's just a pretty, pretty, uh, solid episode, I would say. I knew. Okay, so let's jump over to Another Carl episode we got to talk about because, yeah, they were back to back. So, yes, we had, like, double the Carl episodes. Whoopee! Yay, more. Okay, so uh, the next one is Chocolate Force. Carl takes Rose's chocolate, setting off the balance of the order in the city and calling the Chocolate Force into action, which I don't think is the best description for this episode, honestly. I don't think any of that actually happened in the episode because... It was all a dream, <laughs> and a majority of this stuff, especially Carl calling the Chocolate Force into action, did did not happen until the end of the episode. But uh, so Mitch, uh, what do you think yeah. about this this episode, Chocolate Force? Because I have a lot of things to say about it, but there are probably gonna be a lot of negative things I want to say about this episode. But what do you think of it? This episode was weird. That is all. Would you like to elaborate? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, would you um, like to elaborate on that? Because I agree. <laughs> I, I, it was like, oh, it was all a dream. Yay. But I'm like, huh? First off, I mean, like, we know that it's a pretty much like, you know, thing where Hispanic grandmas, you know, use their chocolates to, you know, 
hit their kids with when they out of line, you know. So obviously, well, not obviously, because I wasn't expecting the Casa Grandes to do this. You know, Rosa uses hers, and obviously, you know, it's it's powerful. And since it's a cartoon, it's comedically powerful. You know, if uh, I remember the first time that uh, they used it back in um, the Bobby episode where he was trying to study, and that actually made me laugh. <laughs> when Carl was about to hit uh, Bobby in the head with a newspaper, then she just fucking annihilated him, you know, with the chocolate. So that was funny. But um, yeah, ever since then, they pretty much been using it as like you know the discipline shoe because it is. Um. So when they make this whole thing like where her chocolate pretty much controls what goes on in the house, where. It's like no, you can't do this. You can't do that because if you do, you're gonna get hit with you're gonna get hit with the shoe. So Carl just goes and takes the shoes and pretty much Rosa's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do what y'all want. Like really, Rosa? You not those the only challenge you got? Those the only shoes you have? You don't have any more shoes? You you know is it's like okay, and then everybody's like, oh well, she's powerless. So let's run them up. Oh, and um, for all you running in fans out there, she got rolled out of this episode. Her and Bobby did. <laughs> oh my so god! So that kind of that kind of took the excitement away from me even more. Because with the Casa Grande, it's not like the Loud House where if Lincoln is missing from an episode, which is pretty much like a staple in the show now. We don't throw hands. We don't do none of that like we did back in like well, like when everybody else did back in season three. Um. I throw hands. It's pretty much like, oh, okay, let's see what this character's about. Because, you know, we know the characters after knowing them for five years. The Casa Grandes, you know, they've only been around for a year and a half. You know, well, they've been around since 2017, but they have their show since 2019. And, you know, the only characters that we all love is Ronnie Ann, you know. And she was not in this one. They wrote her out by saying, oh, she, her and Bobby had... Um, Hurt their dad. Her dad's house. Yeah. By the way, we haven't seen him in a hot minute either. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Operation Dad, for establishing him as a as a character that'll be very important to the story of the Casa Grandes. Which is not, except for like a ter- the horrible, terrible episode that is Teachers Union. Not Teachers Union. Teachers Fret. Why did I say Teachers Union? <laughs> That's Loud House. <laughs> my gosh, I want to erase my. I want to erase the memory of Teachers Fret that remembering. A really un- a really forgotten episode from season three of Loud House. Like, oh man, sorry about that. But yeah, like it's oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's just I I agree. It's like like the thing is like we joked about this last time we were talking about a flight plan where like you know they're looking for a babysitter for the three boys and I love how like in that episode they were saying like oh thank you for babysitting everybody was too busy which is a horrible way to write everybody out of the episode. So, like, I kind of liked how they basically did write Ronnie in and Bobby out of the episode by saying, oh, they're at the dad's house. Okay, that, that works. Okay, I believe that. I don't believe they're too busy. I believe, yes, they're at their dad's for the weekend. That's fine. Okay, so I will accept that versus everybody's too busy. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, continue. Continue. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're fine. So, pretty much... Um, every by everybody, I just mean um the parents, you know, uh, Carlos and Frida. 
um, uh, the dog, well, Lalo, the dog, dog. Sergio, <laughs> um, and Carl, and uh, CJ Carlitos. Carlitos. Yeah, the boys. They're the only ones that pretty much get affected by this, where nobody wants to do anything. Everybody's lazy. And when Carl is like, oh, somebody stole my money, you know, they had like a money money thing, you know, and they pretty much used that. And Carl's like, uh-uh, we gone too far, you know. <laughs> so he tries to tell his parents they don't care. They, 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 they having fun. So the chocolates are gone. Um, and Carl and Lalo, not Carl, uh, Sergio and Lalo has them, and, you know, they ended up getting them back, and by the end of the episode, it's pretty, it just pretty much turns into a Star Wars parody, mm. and I lost all brain cells at that point, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is an episode that I totally remember. Yeah. Not one of my favorites of the Casa Grande's at all. I most definitely won't be coming back to this. It, it, it's it's too random. Yeah, like I, they were talking about it on Wow Casa Talks when they reviewed this episode, and a lot of people I've talked to really like this episode. But for me, I don't thought I like like you. I don't get the appeal of it. I think it's again like. I don't want. I, I I hate to say a waste of time, but I think it just doesn't have any purpose to the Casa Grandes itself. Because, like for example, Greenhouse. This is basically their version of Greenhouse. Not Greenhouse. Uh, the Butterfly Flight. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Power Play. Why am I Why am I forgetting episode names? <laughs> the Butterfly Effect. Butterfly Effect in the Loud House. This is their their version of Butterfly Effect. But Butterfly Effect had a purpose. Or I, I, okay, I don't want to say they didn't have a purpose, but say, like, Lincoln messed up Lisa's experiment, and he was thinking about what the cause could be if he, like, did all that and messed everything up and everything would go chaotic. Although, I do say, in the sense that Carl was learning the same lesson, as in, like, if he stole the chakras, then mass chaos would ensue. However, the chaos of the Casa Grandes was so limited compared to Butterfly Effect. I thought that every Casa Grande members, like, their personalities would switch or everybody would change because of it. But because they wrote Roddy and Bobby and, well, they were going to write the parents out until Frida and Carlos came back, that nothing really affected the way that the Casas changed except for, oh, the chocolate's gone, now we can do whatever we want because, again, Rosa has the chocolate and she's basically saying, like, oh, if you'll you know, do stuff, you'll get hit by the chocolate and stuff, so we can do whatever you want, which I did like when Maria, I loved, like, Maria just be all lazy and be like, we can do whatever we want now, but it's weird how, like, you know, this was affecting, like, Carlos and Frida, which I believe Carlos and Maria, because Carlos and Maria are Rosa's kids, so they've probably grown up their entire life having Rosa, like, throw, like, threaten them with the chocolate versus Frida, who's just Carlos's you know, wife, so that, that that's not really affecting her. Or again, the kids just running around causing chaos. Like, it, it really, to me, didn't feel effective. And also, again, the fact that this was all a dream. Like, again, like a butterfly effect, yes, it was all Lincoln's imagination. 
But to me, I feel like Butterfly Effect had a better impact because, again, the characters were different and they were changing and they were affected affected their personalities and things that happened with the characters. Like, there was some fun stuff with that. Like, again, like, Lenny becoming smarter or, like, Lola with, like, the whatever happened with her clothes and stuff or Wan being the activist and stuff or Luna getting like taken to the to pull tail like thrown in jail and stuff like there's some really funny stuff in Butterfly Effect and you see why if Lincoln had done that it would cause all of this chaos to their family where everything would be affected whereas Chocolate Force is just oh it's gone we can have fun yay like that's not really entertaining although I, the scene where they all were saying give me the give us the chocolate and they actually like threw it in the blender and like just like like just ripped up the chocolate like dude if this was all not if this was not a dream that scene would have been more effective. Like, that would have hit me harder if this wasn't all a dream. But they didn't. They made it all a dream, which I hate. I hate that they made it all a dream. Because, like, oh, Car Car you know, Carl learns from the dream that if he just took away the chocolates, none of this would ever happen. Like, it was all a dream. And, like, again, like, Rosa just... Even at the end, Rosa just not knowing that she wasn't wearing her chocolates on her feet. Like, she was not wearing them until Carl, was put, Carl put them back. And then it becomes a Star Wars parody at literally the last minute. Like, I get it, they were... I guess they were just trying to find a way to write a Star Wars episode and they just couldn't figure out a way to do it. So it's like, let's just do it at the end. Like, there's no... Like, there's no per... Like, there's no tying this into being a Star Wars parody than just the sequence at the end. Like... I don't really think there's any reason to call this chocolate force. Like, butterfly effect, that, that's a reason, because it's affecting the, the, the change of the loud, where this is just like, I guess, the force changing everything in Carl's dream? I don't know. I'm just like, which is the better Star Wars parody? This episode or the Maggie short from The Simpsons recently? <laughs> I would probably say that's a better homage to Star Wars than this, but no offense, Casa. But yeah, I don't know. I just... I feel like this is another one of those, like, episodes where it's like the Bobby Cat episode. Like, why do we need this? What purpose does this, you know, serve to the overall, you know, um, like, overall show? Then just, like, let's do something funny. Or even, like, Bad Cluck, for example. Like, what is the purpose of this other than let's try and do something fun but we probably will never, but we probably will never do something like this ever again, or just like a one and done kind of thing. Like I don't know, I just don't really, I like, I don't want to be negative about it because I think it's a creative idea. But it feels like there's a lot of wasted potential on what they could have done with this episode. That just like, oh, the chocolate's gone. Now we can do whatever we want because if it's just a dream and that's what that 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 happened in the dream, I feel like in reality that could just happen. You know, like it doesn't need to be a dream. Literally, if, if they got rid of the chocolates, they could just do whatever they want now and have fun and stuff. I think that would probably would have happened in real life anyway. So, I don't know. I just think there could have been a better way to go about this episode. That I'm like, I guess I'm just overanalyzing it as I do. But I feel like it's like, we don't, we, have, we just have so many Carl episodes. And what purpose does this serve other than just to get more 
character development to Carl, I guess. Because, like, at the end where Rosa's like, oh, you have finally learned that you're a good boy. And it's like, but we just had an episode where you learned the same lesson, so I don't know why we need to rinse and repeat this. So, you know, I don't I don't know. Like, I hate to be negative about it, but because I know a lot of people have told me that this, ep- this episode is really funny and good. I think it's a pretty funny episode, but I don't think it's, like, one of those episodes that will look back and be like a top tier episode in Casa season two. I just think it's going to be one of those mid tier episodes that we'll look back on and be like, Oh yeah, that happened anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I hate that I went to a rant about it, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think I have any, um, I don't know. I don't think I was saying, I was thinking like, man, I don't know what, I lost my train of thought. I was trying to say not be, I, I, don't, I don't feel negative about it, but I don't feel positive about it. I don't know where I stand. I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Sorry, I didn't mean to ramble there for a second. I lost my train of thought on this. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Alright, so let's let's move on before I keep rambling. <laughs> let's move on to the ne- next episode, which isn't a Carl episode, luckily. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Carl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But not a Carl episode. Uh it is the uh the uh it is the first Carlitos episode. It is Fluff Love. Uh Carlitos goes on a wild adventure to get his favorite stuffed animal from the arcade. So Mitch, so this is uh, this is actually the official first Carlitos episode in the show. That isn't copycat, because that's a Roddy in the Carlitos episode, but I would call this the Casa Grande's version of Any Given Sunday. Would you say so? I would, because, I mean, both of them kind of, both of them have very similar um, synopsis, you know. Both babies want want, uh, a certain thing, and they're going to do anything in their power to get that certain thing, so they use their smarts to get to it, you know. But the only difference is is that, you know, Carlitos pretty much is doing this by himself, as where Lily, you know, she pretty much uses her family um, to get the ice cream, you know, and she failed, and then her family ended up helping her get the, get the um, ice cream. So, yeah, it's, it's their version, but spoiler alert, I guess. It's kind of like the the lamer version because what? this episode was all right, you know. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I only oh. watched it once, um, and I yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. It was just it was just an okay episode, you know. Um, I'm, it's nice that we finally got a Carlitos episode, you know, that was all about him. Uh, you know his family was there, but they was too busy freaking playing VR to care what 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 uh, he had going on, you know. So he he got his toy. It was nice, you know. It was nice. Like I hope we get another one, probably like after ten thousand Carl episodes. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I disagree. I think this episode's great, just because again, like it's something new. For the Casa Grandes, they actually did something very creative with this one, because I feel like they basically, like, I, I hate to say this, I think they basically just, like, copied off a Loud House. Like, they looked at Any Given Sunday, and they said, like, what can we do to make ours 
a little bit different than what Loud House did. And with Loud House, for example, like you said, like Lily uses her family as a, as a way to get to the ice cream, and also all the creative ways they use her imagination to like project onto her family members, like some of the crazy drawings they use with her uh, imagination. Versus Carlitos, who actually projects onto the stuffed animal, which I really like because again, like versus Lily, like Carlitos doesn't talk. He doesn't know how to talk. Like he just uses like mouthing words, like like. He doesn't know how to talk versus Lily, who does know how to talk. So I liked how they actually projected. I mean, in in okay. a given Sunday, she didn't know how to talk either. You know, now she does in season five. But we're saying in the context that Casa Grande season two takes place around the same time as Loud House season five, according to Cursed. So we can say that now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, like back true. then, yes, but like saying now because again, the the two shows are interconnected in the same timeline. That yes, Car uh, Lily can speak now, and Carlito still can't. But uh, yeah. So uh, but I I liked how they did self project his thoughts onto the stuffed toy as kind of like his imagination. It kind of reminded me of like Ratatouille, where like Remy is projecting onto the chef that he admires as his imagination, as his thoughts to talk to. So I kind of liked the way they did that. And I also liked the little subplot they did with Lalo, because again, Lalo doesn't get anything to do with the show. Like he hasn't had a single focus episode in the entire show. And I hope that changes eventually. I know I know Miguel said eventually we'll get a Lalo episode. I don't know when that will happen, but I hope eventually it does. Um, so I, I liked it how they used a Lalo in this episode where he was trying to track down Carlitos and Carlos was like, you know, trying to try you know trying to keep a hold of Lalo like again someone said it before it was kind of like a buttons and mini cartoon if you ever see one of those on Animaniacs where the dog is trying to take care of the baby or watch over the baby or like the little girl she's like bye bye I love you bye bye <laughs> that's Nancy Cartwright by the way the voice of Bart Simpson so I could tie everything together in my fandoms but <laughs> anyway but uh yeah no. <laughs> I know right I didn't even know I didn't even know it was her until somebody told me, oh yeah, she voices uh, Mindy on the Buttons and Mindy stuff. And I'm like, everything comes full circle. But anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I really did like this episode. I think it's, a real, again, it's a very unique idea compared to like Chocolate Force. Like, I feel like Chocolate Force was trying to do something unique and creative, but failed on a kind of, sort of, meh way to me besides the ending. Whereas here, they actually did it. They actually made it work again, like Coletus is a baby, and they basically just studied what made any given Sunday great and decided to do their own version of it, which I think they they did a great job on, just with again Carlitos projecting onto the um the toy, and when Alexis actually won the toy, he felt bad that Carlitos didn't get get a uh, stuffed animal, so we actually got the stuffed animal in the end anyway, which was great. So I feel like if they're going to do more Carlitos episodes like this one, they should continue to do that because I think it's a really good idea because again, like, they made, they basically made their version of Any Given Sunday and made it work to me, so I think this is a really fun and creative idea and a really fun episode and they should do more Carlitos episodes in the future, I would say. Okay, well... I'm glad you you um you know found some good stuff in this episode. I just didn't, but you know that's what different opinions are for, you know. Exactly, yeah. So that was all the Casa Grande new episodes that came out. So let's jump over to the Loud House, shall we? Well, except for the the special, we're saving that for the end. But yes, let's jump over to the Loud House then, as, as the Loud House had two brand new episodes that came out. One specifically tied into my good friend over here, who's a big fan of a certain character in a certain episode that we're going to be talking about right now. So as we're going to be discussing, it's oh, the episode... Boy. 
Yes. <laughs> I think we're excited, but also dreading to talk about this episode because there's some things about it that you probably have a lot of things to say about it. I have some things to say about it. But yeah, we're talking about the episode Grub Snub. When Lenny and her friends start hanging out at Gus's, Lincoln and the gang start a turf war for control. So, as I said before, my good, my good pal here, Mitch, he is a huge Lenny fan. And when we both found out that our two favorite characters were going to be featured in an episode like this, it was going to be something, I would say. And, yeah, this episode is something, but I'm going to give you the four band, because I know you have a lot to say on this episode, so Grub Snub. What do you think about it? Okay, so, um, recently, uh, this year, we got, arguably, in my opinion, is my favorite episode of season five so far, uh, still, which is Lenny for President. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been, um, election, you know. I loved that episode a lot, you know. And then, after we got it, I was like, okay, she got her too. That's it. We'll just see what she does in other episodes that she's involved in. If she says something cute, if she says something stupid, most definitely it's going to be the latter. Because, you know, Lauhouse can't escape that. But no. Um, my co- uh, This... Uh, the Eclipse right here ended up tagging me on Discord. While I, I don't know what I was doing that day. But... He was like, Mitch, look, you getting another episode, but it's with Lincoln. They're both gonna uh battle over something. And I was like, huh? How is this gonna work? So we was pretty much just friendly and friendly competition going head to head, seeing who would win, who would be the better character, you know, and that time the episode aired, it was pretty much a neither one of them. Um so the episode um, it was, it was okay. Um, in terms of Lenny episodes, even though this is, like, not really about her, it's, it's mainly from Lincoln's POV until, you know, Lenny shows up. Um, it's alright. I, uh, everything, I, I, my favorite parts was, like, the whole competition that they had, but... Uh, Lenny's friends, that is like Lenny, Miguel, Fiona, Jackie and Mandy, they come back after being um, dead since season three. Uh, and everybody loves Lenny, you know, which is like the start of her three-episode run that she had from season four to season five. Um, so they pretty much just take over, and Lincoln and the gang don't like that because... According to them, this is their spot, and nobody else can have their spot. Um, you know, Lenny was being nice. Everybody else was just kind of, you know, being them, and they got annoyed. So, Lincoln told Lenny, hey, I don't like this, you know. So, he just sat, he tried to sabotage her by putting in, putting in, apparently she don't like ball ice. I never seen ice like that. I don't know if that's real. Do you know if that's a thing, Sunny? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I have See, no idea. I don't know either, but anyway. Um uh, Eventually they ended up having like a little game off. Um 
Lincoln won the first round where he ate a whole bunch of hot wings. Um, I forget the rest because I haven't um, seen this episode in a little while. I usually go back to my favorite episodes of the uh, of the season and I rewatch them a lot, so you can tell how I feel about this one. I only seen it once. Um, he eventually came down to Lincoln and Lenny again, uh, and they had like. A, a battle on Dance Dance Resolution or whatever that game is. That's a knockoff of DDR. Um, and they, oh, I forgot. They pretty much did like a rule of five with the freaking, the owner, Gus. We finally mm-hmm. see him. Yeah. After him being like a background voice and all the way back in season one in um that episode, The Waiting Game, if y'all remember that all the way back yeah. in season one. Uh, we finally see him, and he's he's just a cool guy, you know. He does all this good stuff, but apparently, you know, he's the only one that works there. Because <laughs> pretty much all the stuff that, all the games and stuff that they do, you know, every time when they leave a game that they finish, he pretty much get like hurt after in each time. It happens five times. So they they play the game really hard, and they end up breaking the thing. They, and they ended up breaking the damn thing. So everybody started dancing on the thing, and they ended up going into a brawl, and they ended up tearing up the whole restaurant. And they both apologized to each other, and then they ended up cleaning up the place. So at the end of the episode, like completely out of nowhere, they do, they add a chair, like a longer chair. I don't know who adds the chair. I don't know how they added the chair in to make it longer. That sounds like something Lisa would do. But Lighthouse has a has a trend of ending episodes with a gag. And I know where you go with this. <laughs> usually, usually the gag is kind of like foreshadowed in the episode mm-hmm. where like something usually... You know, like, whenever they ended on the cake, it's always something that we saw early in the episode, you know? Like, um, I'm trying to remember one. In, in uh, the recent, the past episode with uh, Lynn and Lisa, you know, it ended with Lisa um, wanted to get, you know, get hit on the butt. And the robot was about to get, the robot was about to hit on the butt. You know, and she was like, oh, no. But earlier in the episode, that was that that joke was foreshadowed because she said she liked it and the robot ended up hitting I think uh one of the one of Lynn's friends, you know, because you know he's a fucking robot. So in this one the chairs malfunction out of nowhere and it sends both Lincoln and Lenny flying and they get caught up in the fan and then they just got they just got shot up at the shot up at the door. And this bitch empty. Lincoln was like, Yeet. hey, can I get, Lena's like, I mean, Lincoln's like, hey, can I get something to eat while Lena's just screaming for her dear life that she's about to fucking, I don't know, <laughs> land in something, but we won't see because it already went to black. And that was the episode. It's I didn't okay, get to flip. see it the first time. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I was uh, with, I was uh, taking care of some business. 
But and Sunday said, "Oh, you won't like the ending." I was like, "Wait, did something bad happen?" He's like, "Well, it's just stupid." And I was like, "Okay, let me see for myself." Oh, this is stupid. Yeah. yeah. So overall, this episode was like uh, a six. It was like a six. It was. It's some that I would watch if it came on in the background. If I'm on my phone and the loud house is on, you know, something like that. But it won't be something that I go out of my way to uh, watch. No. So, that's my take on it. As the number one Lenny fan um, that, that's been on this podcast. <laughs> so, I do... I, I want to say my feelings on the episode, but I do want to address the ending. Because, my gosh. The ending... Like, the first time I saw the ending... I couldn't figure out how I felt about it. I don't know either if I was laughing at how funny it was or I was laughing at how stupid it was. <laughs> like, I had no... I didn't know what to think. Like, at the end of the episode, I'm like, wait, that's the ending? You ended on a, on that? Which had no significance to the episode at all? Like, you didn't tie that into anything? It just happened because, like, Lenny and Lincoln were the two people in the episode that were the leads of the Friday group, so you just fling them and say, this bitch empty yates, basically. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know whether to laugh at how funny it was or laugh at how stupid it was. I don't know what my feeling is on that ending. I think it's one of the dumbest endings they've ever done for an episode that doesn't even tie... If you, if you like, if you had applied, like, in the be I because I feel like... I don't even remember they even applied that, like, the seats were were bad or anything like that. They didn't even say so. It wasn't until the end where they're like, oh, let's hope that the seats aren't bad, and then they are, and it's like, but you didn't establish that early on. If you would establish that, then the stupid joke about them being fling flung out of Gus's would have made a lot more sense than it coming out of nowhere and making me and Mitch scratch our heads like, why did you do that to our favorite characters? They didn't. They didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve that at all. They had their punishment. They were cleaning up Gus's. That's the punishment they need. They need to be flung out and be like, oh, ha ha, how funny is this? No, it's not. It's really stupid. Don't, don't do that ever again. <laughs> you know, like, I, like, I, I find it cute that like, it's like, it's okay, Gus, I'll take our food to go. Like, yeah, that's cute. But like, no, that that's not, it's, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> but, um, the episode itself, like, the thing was, I was kind of excited for it because, again, Lenny is now the oldest loud sibling in the family since Lori moved away. And the idea of, like, after the boss baby where Lenny was, like, learning to, you know, take care of her siblings now that Lori's gone, to see that maybe Lincoln and, like, Lincoln and Lenny could start, you know, bonding and having sort of a close relationship now that Lenny's the oldest since Lori's gone, maybe Lincoln would start to have a respect for Lenny. Because, like, oh, she's, like, the oldest and maybe I need to stop, like, not respecting her and stuff. But this episode was basically, like, you know, to me it felt kind of odd that Lincoln and his friends were kind of, like, upset that Lenny and her friends were coming to Gus's. Because I feel like in the past, like, Lincoln has gone to Gus's with, Lor with Lola, has, has been there, but Lori worked there, Lynn's been there sometimes. I feel like it's just, like, we've seen this before. But I understand why, because again, they felt like that Lenny and her friends were taking over the place because there was just too many of them. And because they, their favorite, you know, place at the mall closed down, they felt like, oh, this is the best place to go to for all of us, which 
which I don't really believe. Like, if just one place in the mall closes down, can't you find another place to go, you know, besides Gus's? Well, I mean, that's, I guess that's what they did. But, like, you know, like, I, I understand where Lincoln comes from. But at the same time, I kind of felt like he was a little bit selfish in this episode, but I guess that was the point. But I feel like they should have had it from both sides. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think about it because, like you, I've only seen a few times, not too many. Like, with Lenny, she, her excuse is that, well, this is the only place that me and my friends actually agree on going, which I don't really believe that. So, I don't really think it's the best excuse on her end. But also with Lincoln, it's like, well, this is the place we go to after, you know, after school. This is our territory. It's like, no, it's not. Like, you're not you're not the only kids that go there. This is not your place to go. If you were mad that, that ever, if you were mad that Lenny and her friends are hanging out there, why aren't you, why are you not mad that a bunch of other kids come to this place and hang out there to other adults and stuff like I don't get that either but like I felt like the the the, the no one was really right or wrong in this episode like I think I guess that, that was the point was that they didn't want to make Lenny or Lincoln right or wrong even though technically in the end it's like they're painting Lincoln as in the wrong but I, I mean Lincoln and Lenny do apologize they're like we're I'm sorry for like kicking you guys out and I'm sorry that my friends did all this like they all did that but I feel like this episode was basically just like their way of like let's do this as a fun little experiment because like during the whole battle we see a bunch of little interactions between Lincoln's friends and Lenny's friends to even out the score and I like that again they didn't forget Lenny's school friends like it was so cool that they actually, fi they actually finally listened to us for once and remembered that Jackie and Man Mandy actually exist than just Fiona and Miguel so it was cool they had to remember them versus like forgetting them and throwing them into the forget pile of Rocky or something but I yeah no I mean it's fine like you said, I think it's, I think I call it a 5 out of 10 because to me it's not really a perfect episode. It's not really a fantastic episode. And again, the ending is just so stupid. It kind of, it kind of makes the episode feel less after that. Just because again, I don't think that being flung out of Gus's really was warranted or deserved from them, you know? Like, I just think it's such a stupid ending and I don't want them to do something like that again unless you tie it all together to the episode, which you didn't. You didn't establish that Gus's, like, seats were broken or anything till the end of the episode where you actually made a huge, big boof. Which, again, I don't know how you do that, but like you said, maybe Lisa helped out. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like it was just an attempt to do something like this, but to me, I felt like it didn't work. If they do something like this again, where maybe, like, if they try to have Lincoln's friends hang out with Lenny's friends again or do an episode like this again, it might work again. But again, to me, I feel like this episode didn't work, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, see, every time when a Lincoln... Excuse me. Every time when a Lenny episode, you know, pops up on... Uh, pops up when every time I'm... Um, Every time when there is a Lenny synopsis comes out and suddenly tags me because I I don't see them, you know I don't I don't look out for stuff like that. That's why it's always nice to be surprised by this thing. I'm always I'm always concerned because it's like, well, it could go good, but it may not. Like that's how it was when Leader the Rat came out. And Leader the Rat became one of the best episodes that I've seen in my entire life. It's like, up there is one of my favorite last episodes of all time. Like, all the way up there. I love that episode. 
it it changed it changed you know everybody's opinion on Lenny, who kind of just saw her as an idiot. You know, you, I mean, yeah, and like the boss maybe came out, and that was even that was also amazing. I was concerned about that one too. That was actually an episode that I wanted to um that I actually like wanted to happen, and it happened. And it wasn't bad. It was amazing. Same thing with election. Election, you know, made made me scratch my head because I was like, "Huh? What is going on here? What? Like, Lenny's running for president, but she's seventeen. How is that even possible?" I was just, I, you know, like every time when we get episodes like this, I'm only, I only get excited until the week of when we get like the preview and stuff and a, and a title card. That is all, you know. Same thing for this one. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, so I'm going to just wait and see. And once we got this one, I was kind of like, okay. But it's not technically a Lenny episode. It's a Lenny and Lincoln episode. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a small disappointment to the both of us that we got something like this. But how how season five has been treating my girl, how season five especially has been treating her boy, you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna damage anything. Yeah. Everybody gets one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I I haven't really like thought about what episode of Loud House this season has disappointed me with Lincoln. I mean, I feel like there's been episodes where it's like, okay, well that episode existed and that's okay. Oh, I'm saying this season. <laughs> the, the track record my boys had this season. Oh, okay. Not season yeah. four. No, season four, season four did my boy dirty. I talk about this season where, like you said, like this season really like turned Lenny around. Like this season, again, this has been Lincoln's season. Like I've been so happy that everybody's been realizing how great Lincoln is as a character because season five's been treating him well. But I feel like I'm thinking about like, oh, has there been an episode where Lincoln's been in that I really care for? I don't really remember. Like, like Colonel True, for example. Like, that's fine, and I like that they bring back the, the news crew as continuity, but it's not really, a, like, an episode I think about a lot, or whatever he or episodes he appears in, they have to do a lot in. But, like, this is going to be one of those episodes where it's like, okay, that happened, that's fine, but I don't think it's going to really impact anything when it comes to his character. And it's like, yeah, we all have those those episodes where it's like, or, or even, like, um, what was it, like, uh, well... I was thinking about the woman, Mr. Ballhoffner, which, you know, I did, that episode is great and for the ending, because again, like, they realize that Mr. Ballhoffner's not as bad as he seems, but again, I feel like it's an episode I'll just probably forget about um, after a while, or even, like, No Bust, No Fuss, despite it being a good way of, of portraying bowling, it's not, like, an episode I really go back to, so I feel like this is going to be one of those episodes where I just don't go back to it and, and revisit it as much. Because I liked the concept of it. Like, I had these ideas for the episode to make it work. And I feel like if I rewrote this episode, I could make a better episode out of it. Because, like, I wanted to have sort of, like... I wanted this to kind of be, like, Lenny's No Guts, No Glory. Where Lincoln started to learn to kind of appreciate and respect Lenny as the oldest sibling now. And I thought about what could what, could, what it could be to find a way for Lincoln to respect Lenny in some way. But they didn't, they didn't do that in this episode. They didn't really have the bond that much. Like, if you would have had it, like... Like, they, they really tried to make it, like, even with the, the friend group versus the friend group. But if you would have had it be a competition between Lincoln and Lenny specifically and have it tied together with their sibling relationship 
and like how they can learn to respect each other. Like, you know, no guts, no glory. They do have a glory in Lincoln. Then you would have a really good episode. You'd have a really good development between their sibling relationship and how it ties together with Lenny being the oldest now. And Lincoln has to respect Lenny in a way where she's now, like, the oldest of the family, etc., etc. But again, that's all, a, that's all, like, I could do that versus the show trying to make that work. But, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I... I I, I feel like it's a it's a it's it's an okay episode, but I just one I probably just won't revisit, like you said. Like it's just gonna be one of those episodes where we like, oh yeah, that happened. That's good, I guess, but it's not like one we'll just go back to and watch again, even though it has our favorites in it. It's one where it's like, man, we were excited to have our two favorites in one episode together, but then they didn't make it work. <laughs> and that's kinda disappointing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's just, ah, uh, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Yeah, fair. Hopefully I'm... things, hopefully things, you know, things are going to pick up, you know, for, for Lincoln and Lenny, you know, I, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll, we'll I can't definitely wait to see. see what happens. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to another episode from The Loud House, which is She's All Bats. Uh, Lucy gets jealous of Lola's newfound attention after she joins the Mortician Club. So I remember when this episode was announced, like the Lincoln and Lenny one, I was like, what? Huh? How How does this work? How are you going to make this work? And, you know, I probably won't have a lot to say on this one specifically, but Mitch, do you have any thoughts on uh, She's All Bats? Um... Uh, just a few quick ones, you know. Um, between this one and the previous Lola and L- Lucy episode, which was Detail Heart, an, an underrated season three episode that I really do enjoy that kind of brings back some memories of watching that episode, because I really do enjoy it a lot. Every Is episode that... that Lola's in, she always, Wait, uh, you know. question. Hmm? Is that really yeah. a Lola and Lucy episode? I mean, it's basically just a Lola episode and... Lucy comes in at the end, giving her the doll. I don't really think it's their episode compared to this one. Uh, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, you're kind of right. Well, interaction, because it's pretty much basically like, yeah, interaction, I meant to say. Yeah, sorry. But between this one is an official, yeah, Lola and Lucy episode, this one, she's all bad. Uh, this one had us scratching our heads too, but not as much as Grips and Up, because it's like, why is Lola joining the Mortician Club? That's kind of like the total opposite of like Lola's character, but I feel like it's something that he's like, well, I'm famous and glorious and I rule everybody, you know, and all all the things that I like. Let me see if I can try to, you know, spice up somebody else, you know. But that kind of happened, but only because Lola, because Lucy needed her because they was running low on members. Which is like, like, huh? You know, we kind of had something like this, kind of. Had something like this in um, Deep Cuts, where uh, Luna's, you know, band wasn't really a group. It was just a band. So, uh, yeah. But with this one, it's like, they got, how many members do they have? Like six? I think so, yeah. That's enough for a group, you know. <laughs> but, you know, conflict with the Loud House, you, you, you gotta have it. Um, so they ended up trying to pick and choose somebody and ended up picking Lola. And she 
didn't really like steal the yeah, well she she stole the spotlight, you know. I think what was that scene that she came in where she said like it's Lola? I was like, Oh, of course. Of course. This is of like course. that one scene just summarizes Lola in one second. That is literally just that, that, that describes Lola, Lola in literally two seconds. Lola. That's all you need to know about Lola. Yep. Um, but yeah, she pretty much um, you know, came in, uh made it better. But the thing about it that Lucy was kinda getting jealous. And so she tried to sabotage trying to get Lola out of uh the group. And you know, it was all it it was okay. You know, she just she just sabotaged everybody. Trying to we're trying to sabotage uh Lola and it almost worked until she got exposed. And at the end, uh, they, she apologized. They had a real cute hug. One thing about the Loud House is that despite all these uh, weird stuff that they be doing sometimes, one thing that they always that they always are amazing at is giving us wholesome stuff. That's what the Loud House is, is kind of all about. And that, that was a, a, a cute, shining moment right there. Um, I thought she was gonna uh, stay in there, but I guess there would have been like, nah, you know, that's your club, you know, let that time to shine, because that is a part of like a status quo change to do. Like pretty much everybody has their own, every character has their own thing now that they brought back at least more than once, you know. Um, like, yeah, which is nice. You know, it's always nice to have a change space instead of them just dropping it. After just one episode, so this is a pretty pretty good episode, you know. In terms of little episodes, uh, it's better than uh, Strive at the Party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree on that one. Um, yeah, no, I just want to say because I want to back up my friend who's a Lucy and a Lola fan for this episode. Like, I think it's a pretty decent one because again, like. Any episode of Lola, she makes it better. <laughs> like, you know, she always is able to spice up an episode. So, you know, because Lola's great. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's the typical, like, you know, Lucy getting jealous of Lola. Because, again, it is Lola. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, you know, she, she's going to, like, own everything and people will be jealous. Again, it is Lola. Like, I'm surprised that they they didn't ask, or they did ask Lana, and she said, no, I'm surprised Lana would not be interested in joining the Mortician Club, but, you know, like, this this season, again, is all about the different pairings of sisters and siblings and stuff. They're all about pick, picking and choosing and, like, randomizing different character pairings and trying new things. So, like, seeing that Lola and Lucy finally got a true interaction episode was pretty cool because they're so opposite. But I did kind of like that in the end, like, Lucy did tell Lola that she's jealous of her, and, like, Lola admitted at the end she's kind of jealous of Lisa, which was pretty interesting to find out, because, like, why would Lola be jealous of Lisa? Like, except maybe because Lisa's smarter than her, I guess? Maybe that's why? Or, you know, like, the whole idea of, like, you know, like, like uh, Lola being bad at reading in season two, so maybe she's jealous of Lisa being a better reader than her or something, That's if that's still an established thing. But I, I found that pretty interesting that some of the sisters are a little jealous of each other. But again, it's Lola, so I totally understand why Lucy was jealous. But, you know, I think it was a good episode. Like, I, I like, I... 
I don't think it's like the best episode to have for Lucy herself. Like I'd rather they just they just give Lucy her own focus episode because she deserves it versus sharing it with again Lola who makes everything better and, and mostly the most like popular character and we remember everything from Lola being you know great and stuff. But I still think it's a good one. I'm hoping at least Lucy gets like a real true focus episode in season five because she's really lacking on that versus the other siblings. Like I can't really. I can't really, besides maybe Lori, because again, poor Lori. <laughs> I can't really recall it. Poor Lori, man. Poor Lori, man. Like, well, when I get Lori comes back in the next episode we're talking about anyway, but, you know, poor Lori. But uh, I think, you know, she, she, she's lacking in the episode department. But, you know, I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, again, not really amazing. Not like, again, one of my favorite episodes or, or one I'll revisit, but I think it's pretty solid. Just again, like Lucy and Lola's interactions are great. And the hug is super cute and... Yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, interesting one. Like, again, if Lola would have stayed in the Mortician Club, that would have been a nice change because the continuity is all about... Season 5 is all about keeping continuity in some cases. But, you know, I, I think it's a pretty solid episode. Yeah, same here, same here. Um, I really do enjoy the... I really do enjoy the um, loud sister parents as well. Israel nice. Hopefully we get some more combinations, you know. Like... Oh, I don't know. Lu- Luna and Luann, maybe. You know? Trust me, they are never going to do the Luna and episode. They, it's been five seasons. Well, I swear, if we have to wait till season six for the Luna and episode when the show ends, I'm going to pull my hair out. <laughs> I swear, I swear. But uh, yeah, speaking of sisters, and one we just mentioned, Lori... There actually is, another, uh, there's two special episodes we finally get to talk about, which are two big specials from the Loud House of the Casa Grandes, but since Lori was mentioned, she appears in what is the big special from the Loud House, Camped! Oh boy, so excited to talk about Camped. Are you excited to talk about Camped? I'm excited to talk about Camped. I am. Oh boy, I'm so excited to talk about Camped. Alright, so Camped. When Dad discovers that his childhood camp is closing, he decides to take the family for one final visit. They soon, un- they soon uncover a map that could lead to a treasure big enough to save it and prove the existence of an old camp legend. So before I ask you about your thoughts on the episode, I want to say real quick about the special. I think this is the prelude slash prequel to the Loud House movie. Because this is a big adventure, they're going on a big treasure hunt, the whole family is involved in this, including Lori, as she appears in this episode, which is crazy to me. But, like, this episode felt like a big episode, like, a special, they did a lot of amazing stuff with this episode, like, the animation felt a lot, really upgraded. Like, some of the smooth animation was in the episode, a lot of the facial expressions are really well done. I think they did this because, again, it is like, their, like, way of making the Loud House movie in the Loud House, would you say? Because I feel like this is their, like, prelude to the Loud House movie. Yeah, um, I would, I would say it, it would be, like, a prelude to it, because, like you said, they're basically going on a big adventure, like they're gonna do in the Loud House movie, you know, where they, where each character gets a time to shine, like they will do in the Loud House movie, but longer than 22 minutes. And hopefully, it'll be great. Uh, the movie will be great, just like this special is. Cause yeah, spoiler alert. This, this is a, this is the best special that we got this season mm. since school. So, yeah. 
Would you like to elaborate on why you think this is the best episode, the best special since schooled, besides Ghost of being terrible? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, but what, would you like to elaborate on why you think Camp is great? Uh, sure. So, the episode um kicks off with like the dad, uh, the dad. Like I don't know his name. <laughs> the dad. <laughs> Lindsay uh, being upset about his favorite, his favorite camp, uh, camp that he, you know, grew up in, grew up going to ever since he was a kid, is shutting down. So his family came in, you know, to being like, oh, that sucks. Except for Lola because she's cranky when she's hungry. Like, uh, of course, Lola. Same. Of course. Um, and Lori's and there. They- Lori's there for yeah, some oh, reason. Oh, yeah. With Lori, no explanation, we just have to be like, oh, hey, Lori. It's like, oh, well, it's summer because she's off from college. But they didn't even, like, give a side explanation. She's just there. Why? I don't know. I guess school. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird they didn't, like, they didn't explain that, you know? They should have explained it better to just be like, oh, she's there. I guess. I mean, does she really need an explanation, though? You know, like, like you said, it, it's the summer. That's pretty much all the explanation that you need. Yeah, but I mean, like, they should have, because, again, she's supposed to be, like, at college, they should have said, like, oh, like, I, uh, uh, it's nice to see you again, Lori, after you've been away at college for a couple of months, you know? (laughs) Uh. I don't really have a big problem with that. But, uh, yeah, so, they all go to the camp, um, and stuff, so, they all, um, pretty much... Uh, have a good time until wait, wait before before that happens. We we meet a character. Uh, what what is his name? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's a uh, oh, what do they call him in the episode? I think they just call him Grandpa, not Grandpa. Uh, Gramps, Gramps. Yes, Lindsay, your dad. Uh, no, that's 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 a little that's a little um. That... You're going over to the end. We meet another character. No, that, no, no. We, we like meet. The... No, we do meet Gramps in the beginning when Lynn Senior is calling him about the camp being closed. He calls up uh, Gramps oh, on video chat oh, to tell yeah. him that, okay. and that's the first time we're introduced to Lynn Senior's dad in the show, besides from flashback. Like we we thought that Lynn Senior's dad was was wasn't going to show up in the show or just or passed away. But to find out that Lister's dad's actually alive and then they do explain why he's there, why he wasn't around for so long is interesting. Because again, they say like, oh, he was on this fishing because he's like a fisherman. So he was like traveling around the world so he couldn't see his kids and Lynn Senior and stuff was cool. But yes, this is our first true real introduction with a voice to Lynn Senior's dad in the show besides flashback. But are you talking about the, are you talking about the camp counselor? Yes, yeah, so I was actually talking about. Oh, the camp okay, counselor. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and they meet each other because that's uh, the camp counselors, uh, the same counselor that helped uh, with that was with with Lynn um, when he grew up with the camp, and he still runs the camp. But yeah, as as an form, it's getting shut down. So you know, they end up gonna help him move out. Uh, take all the stuff away until like Lincoln accidentally drops uh, something on his foot, uh, Lindsay's foot, and then he finds the treasure map. Oh, so, while everybody else is having fun, Lincoln is like, "Hey, 
I found the treasure map. Let's go, you know, see if we can find the treasure and, you know, help help bring the camp back. And everybody's like, yeah, I'm in. So we pretty much just go through this adventure of them uh, finding the treasure, which is real nice. Everybody gets their own time to shine, which I really appreciate, which was like, man, we really haven't had, like, character interaction with, like, any, any, like, any of these like characters and since like I don't know, I can't really re- remember where like each character kind of got their own chance to shine because you know we only have three. This is the the third special of season five so far, you know, and it's a, uh, I really appreciate that the first the first special uh, the first time when they found it, um, it was a fake out, it was fake, and everybody lost all hope. And then they got, I think they got trapped. And then they ended up actually finding the treasure. So they were trying to find their way out. <laughs> uh, they found they found the treasure and then it was pretty much, somebody stepped on something where they was getting pushed out all the way to like a big cliff and then everybody's about to fall. And somehow Lynn, Lynn's fucking leg calves got to be the strongest calves in the world. To hold all, all twelve of these characters, which you know looked all bunched up because if this is actually a real thing, you know this wouldn't be possible. But you know it's cartoon logic, you know. So, um, they all fall, um, in a funny joke, <laughs> which everybody you know had to let go of their treasure, and. To, uh, reduce the reduce the weight. Everybody just had regular gold, and then Lola had like a treasure chest. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> how did you even fit that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but that was funny until um, uh, Lynn's uh, Lynn's uh, senior's dad came to the rescue. We I thought it was gonna be Flip. By the way, yeah, Flip in it. Flip Flip is in this um. Uh, but, I expect nothing more and nothing less from Loud House. Yeah, nothing more and nothing less from TLH. Uh, but nobody cares about that because he doesn't really play a big role in this, as I thought he was going to be. Thank God. But they, <laughs> they, they, finally li- expectations. they finally listened to us to stop giving Flip more to do in episodes. For now. <laughs> For now. Um, and then Lynn and Lindsay and his dad finally reunite because... Yeah, honestly, like I thought we was never gonna see his see his dad. You know, like how we see um uh Rita's dad. So we both get to see their dad. So hopefully we get to see their mom soon. Um, sometime down the line. It was a real nice uh it was a real nice uh, ending where they reopened the camp and Glenn Senior's uh, dad I guess we yeah, call him Grant. He ends up becoming a new owner. Um, of of the camp, which is real nice. I hope hopefully we get to see that sometime soon. If they do some more summer episodes, probably next year in season six. Uh, but yes, um, overall, I really enjoyed this special. This was like a feel good special. I really didn't have nothing negative to say about it. There really wasn't any bad moments in it for me. It was it was just a nice change of pace. I haven't really felt this happy about throughout a whole special since, like I said, school. Because uh, we don't talk about ghosted. Uh, 
on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Over yeah, like I said, overall really, really um great special. But uh I know uh my friend over here has a little bit more to say regarding that. I mean, I don't know. I, I think you said a lot what I was gonna say, but yeah, I, I I agree. This this episode, like I said before, feels like the interlude to the Loud House movie because they did such a big, grandiose adventure with the whole family, which, again, we haven't had in such a long time, so it felt so fresh. Like, again, it feels like a real episode of the Loud House when the whole family's involved. It just feels like what the Loud House represents. And again, like you said, they use... Each family member gets their chance to shine. Like, if you have a favorite family member in the Loud House, they each get their own chance to do something and use their skills to their advantage. Like, again, like, Luna, like, oh my gosh, Luna's part? Where she's saying the row, row, row your boat and she's, like, owning it. Like, that was a great scene. Or, like, Lenny taking the little medallion or some other things. Like, Laura using her phone as, like, a flashlight. Or or the scene where, the scene where Lucy is saying where there's a head. Um, and she was saying a joke and then she says, get it. And then she like, she, uh, she nudges Luann. That's so great. Like, I love seeing the little character moments or like, or like Lynn being like, look at, listen to this, stink it. And then she just like walks away. Like, uh, but like, there's some really great character moments in this episode. It's like, I miss, I've missed seeing the family interact like this. We barely get to see that in episodes lately where, where it's just like characters interacting with each other. The characters get a chance to shine. And again, it feels like what the Loud House represents in terms of episodes where the whole family is involved. And each family member gets their chance to shine and use their ability. It kind of, again, it kind of reminds me of like a Darkest Story Night where each family member gets a chance to contribute to the story. That's what this episode feels like. It feels like it's, it feels like a longer version of that episode with, again, like it's a big treasure hunt and they're all working together to find this treasure and to, to help the camp stay open. But then, like, you know, we find out that Gramps is actually going to be the one to stay behind and, uh, you know, take over the camp since the camp counselor is retiring and stuff. But, yeah, no, I don't really have a lot to say on this, epi- on, uh, this episode as a whole because because, like, I think it's just a pretty, really just solid Loud House episode. I think it's just, like, really what the show represents in terms of having the whole family involved. But I think it's just a pretty solid, fun episode to watch in the summer. And it's like, yeah, it's very fitting for the summertime that they would go to a camp and try to find a treasure and stop the camp from closing and help Lynn Sr. Uh, with that. And I think it's just a really fun episode. And again, if you really like to see family stuff with the whole family involved and each family member getting a chance to, to shine and do something and have their cha- have their moment and have those little interactions and stuff. I think it's a really great episode. And I hope maybe we get to see more Gramps in the future. Like maybe they'll have another episode where they go back to the camp and the camp is thriving. They get to spend the day there. It's like a vacation or something to see Gramps and see how the camp is doing and stuff. But overall, I think it's a really great episode. And I think it's like their way of doing a Loud House movie in the Loud House. If the Loud House movie never happened, they could have just done this episode and be like, here's our movie. But I think they did a really good job of it with just doing a summer camp episode because I was I, I always wanted them to do a camping episode in the Loud House. It's not exactly what I wanted from a camping episode because I actually wanted to see them camping and roasting marshmallows and stuff but seeing them going on this big treasure hunt and working together and having fun banter and doing fun things and just overall a really just 
comforting episode. Like, I watched this episode without feeling down. It's just a really fun episode just to make you smile. And again, the colors of the background and the color palette of the episode, the shading and the, the animation are really top-notch. They really just knocked it out of the park with the animation in this episode. They did, they did such a good job with it. And with the backgrounds and the color palette and everything, they did, they, did, they did such a really great job with this that I'm really more excited about the Loud House movie now and what that could be if this is going to be, if this is what they could have done with the Loud House movie in the show. But now they're going to do it on a bigger, grander scale of it with a movie. But yeah, no, I think it's just, just a really comforting, fun episode that, like, really just puts you in a great mood. I absolutely agree. Like, I, I, I smile every time I think about this episode. I think this is a really funny episode and a really fun episode. But I, I don't have an overall, like, I don't, I don't have more to say in terms of overall. I just think, like, yeah, this is this is the episode of The Loud House, and this is what the show represents, and I think it's a great episode to have each character shine the way where it works. Like, I think it's just really great. And, yeah, I, I agree. It's a really, really great episode. I see. Hopefully, I can't wait. Um, yeah, this pretty much just... A, a, pretty much for, like, a little teaser before we get the movie, which I can't wait. I can't wait for that as well, because once the movie comes out, that's all we're going to be talking about for, like, I don't know, the next six months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, until the live-action movie comes out. Yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Remember, yeah, that's, that's when everybody else is going to... That's when everybody yeah. else is going to be talking about it, like, everybody's going to be crapping on it and all that, but, well, that's, that's, that's to the end of the year. But yeah. Right now, um... We got one more special to go. We're bringing it back in with a book. We're going to book in this with the Casa Grandes because oh, they yeah. also had a special on the exact same day Memorial Day, and that they is did. the emergency. Yes. And what's special about this episode is that it is not dedicated to Roddy Ann or the Casa Grandes. It is dedicated to Sid and her family, the very first Sid Focus episode of the entire show. They have finally listened to us. They finally gave us a Sid Focus episode in the biggest way possible. They didn't have to make a whole special dedicated to Sid and her family. They could have just done a limited episode about with Sid, like how they did with Clyde back in season three, but nope. They knew that Sid is such a big character that she deserves a big special. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Like, everybody wants to talk about Zoomergency. So, Zoomergency. After a zoo fundraiser goes wrong, Sid must save the day with her family. So, Mitch, how excited yes. were you? Yes. How excited were you about getting the very first Sid Focus episode of the entire show? And how do you think they pulled it off with honestly doing a, a, like a real extreme thing by making it a full special like do you think that this was a great idea this was a good idea to make Sid's first focus episode with her and her family a full special uh, do you think they pulled it off uh, did they pull it off I actually don't know no I'm lying of course they, they of course they pulled it off like we was us Casa Grande fans was pretty much just like like come on y'all, we're now in the middle of season two, and we still haven't got a Sid solo episode. You know, not to bring up TLH, but TLH, uh, uh, Lincoln's a uh, best friend in the whole wide world. Got his own episode, you know, in season two, Baby Steps, but 
it was pretty much, you know, from his perspective, you know, Lincoln was still there and stuff like that. But that was just the first. He would I eventually mean, get his actual. I don't. Uh, I don't say Baby Steps is a Clyde focus episode in general. I would say his first focus episode is is um uh, the uh what is absent minded. Yeah, that's his first true focus episode. Because like to me, Baby Steps, yes, it's like Clyde focus, but in the sense where it also has Lincoln involved. And, like, they're really equal in the episode where, like, Clyde... Like, they, it's kind of the start, but not really. It's like it's like if they did a Sid, epi- Sid Audie episode, but Sid wrote, like, does a lot to contribute, I think. You know, to me, it's not really a Clyde... The Clyde's first True Focus episode is that one from season three. That's how we all say that one. Not Baby Steps. Well, okay. I'm, okay. But I... I well, to me, it kind of is basically still about him and but yeah pretty in in pretty much uh anyway but yeah we you know haven't really got an episode about running in yet i mean not right now see it wait we haven't <laughs> you know, we got what show have i been watching <laughs> i don't know a, a knockoff with a casa grande starring running in but uh yeah, so this was a surprise. So yeah, we got this um synopsis and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be about Sid. Oh, this is gonna be a special? Okay, I wonder how Ronnie Ann is gonna play into this, you know? Because I feel like this is kinda perfect, you know, we her first ever episode and it's a special <laughs> no less. So when we watched it I was like, okay, we kind of already had like a preview of it and stuff like that, where um, the zoo is threatening to get closed because I think nobody really goes to it anymore. Correct? I believe so. I can't. Re- I don't really remember what they uh, what the explanation was. They just said it was closing down, which is funny. Like the two episodes like had the same theme of something closing down. Isn't that kind of funny? Like, yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah, so um. The episode kind of starts out, yeah, exactly from the Chang's perspective, you know. Um, Sid, I don't know, I forget what she was doing. I think she was, like, listening to Hume Kwan, um, Adelaide being adorable, uh, and the dad, uh, Stanley, he was making, like, pizza, uh, pizza rolls, but there was, like... Pizza uh, now. Pizza bow, which like that actually kind of sounds good. Um, and then everybody's just chilling. Everybody gets their own um, piece about with all the animals that we previously seen in, in some episodes, which is nice continuity, you know, for the Casa Grande to bring back some animals that we that we saw. One of those being the the, the lizard. I don't actually know the name of the reptile from one of the episodes where. Rodney Ann had to watch him while the Sis was away for the weekend. They also brought back uh, Rodney and says little baby birds, Yud and Quan, which I still think oh, are the yeah. stupidest names ever, <laughs> Yud and Quan. But they remember them, so it's cool. And, like, um, they remember the monkey and some others. Like, okay, Casa Grande's always consistent with their continuity. Always. They know what's up. Yeah, that's one thing that they, the both shows have in common. They are both very good with their continuity. But yes, um, and then 
uh, the mother comes in, Becca Chang, sad about the zoo shutdown. So the Changs pretty much come in to try to save it. Um, they eventually come up with a plan, and Adelaide comes up with a whole side plan where I think she tries to escape with all the monkeys because I guess one none of them can't really be with them, so she tries to escape with them. That's what that's her own side plot though. It's an amazing side plot. But that's her own. But one thing that you haven't noticed, it took a certain a certain um skateboarding Sid loving Hispanic girl hasn't showed up yet. It's been about five minutes. <laughs> You know, and she hasn't showed up yet. And I was like, okay, so I guess this is mainly Sid-focused. So they they did a couple of plans. None of them really didn't go well. It was pretty much all Sid's ideas, and they kind of went AWOL. And the other one was like a little talent show. And they, oh, there's right in. There she is. Okay, can't wait to see you again two more times. <laughs> basically, hi, bu- hi, Roddy, and bye, Roddy, and basically this episode. Yeah, that's what it was. Which is Which, funny, you like, know. you know, I want to say real quick, it's weird, like, spoiler alert, why doesn't Roddy and help Sid at all in this episode? Like, there's only one time where she, like, shows up to be like, oh, hey, animals in the skate park, that's cool, even though that's super dangerous, Roddy and, like, okay, or, like, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll help out with the karaoke thing and then she shows up in the second half be like oh my gosh this party's so cool where where Sid and Roddy has suddenly changed personalities for a minute like when you see that screenshot of Roddy and be excited while Sid's like venting about her problems it's basically Sid Adi role reverse and then it's like then that's it Roddy is just in the background she barely contributes to Sid's first focus episode which feels weird but at the same time it's actually a good thing though like, I, I, I kind of like that they didn't have Roddy in, like, cov- like I would not say this is a bad thing, like, covering Sid or helping out. They found a way to have Sid be her own character in this episode because, unlike other episodes, Sid is basically just Roddy and's wingman. She just goes along with Roddy and's plan or she helps out with Roddy and's situation. So to see that Sid can actually hold an episode on her own and doesn't need to, like, you know, have Roddy and be there to help her all the time is a good thing for Sid to be her own character, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which was, you know, nice. It was nice that, you know, Sid pretty much got, like, full focus, you know, pretty much she... Yeah, Ronnie Ann really didn't help her, but she kind of really didn't need any, need any help, you know? Um, so they ended up choosing, like, a fundraiser-type thing where... All uh, every uh, Sid, um, Becca Chang was trying to figure out what Sid was uh need to do, and she gave her a few things, and none of them really didn't work. One of them was like her uh just greeting people in, and and she somehow was like messed that up because she was just making noises and picking people hair and stuff like that and chasing them around. <laughs> and then she uh she said, Oh, you can just we got a real cute smile and then they just like of course they don't go with a cute smile. They always do like the the total opposite of like when people say, Oh, you got you like you got this and like really? And then it shows the opposite, which she just had a a real creepy smile and stuff. Um so 
um, eventually in the episode, things go a little haywire, and she goes, uh, Becca says, go get the ice, and she goes to get the ice. He comes back and overhears her parents talking about her, and then Sia got sad, you know? It was the first time we saw Sia sad in a very long time. And so he went um, back home listening to Hume Kwan, and she goes into a happy place. And there's only one thing and one thing that that that, that we all care about in this whole happy place. A stock photo image of Ryan Ann is in there. <laughs> is in there. Yeah. Yeah, she's in her happy place. What do you say about that, Casa Grandes? Is Sid, you know? Is she? <laughs> Come on, Casa Grandes, just say, just say Sid's a lesbian, okay? We all know she's a lesbian. It's all right. You can just admit it. She has a crush on Roddy Ed. It's all, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. Just admit it. It's okay. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Exactly. Happy Pride Month. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, she ended up figuring out a way to help because in the beginning of the episode, everybody was dancing to Hyun Kwan, including the animals. So she pretty much used that song that they were, that Hyun Kwan was singing to lure the animals um, back to the zoo instead of running um, havoc on, you know, Great Lake City. And yeah, uh, that was pretty much it. Um, overall, a really good special. Pretty much, out of out of the three specials that no four specials that we got, this is a uh, one of my favorite. You know, next to Curse, and um, yeah. Ho- hopefully, we get more shit episodes like this soon because she. I always said that she was a very interesting character, and it's a very interesting character that deserves, you know, more more focus on her and Adelaide. Adelaide especially because her, her software was uh, very adorable as well. So those are my thoughts on Zoomergency. Yeah, like I was talking about it when it was first announced that, you know, Sid, is, like to me, Sid is such a powerful character that just having an 11-minute episode would not do her justice. Like, I mean, I'm saying, like, after we got this episode, I would not be against more Sid-focused episodes if they, if they were just 11 minutes. But for her, for them to take a risk and be like, okay, we know Sid is a very popular character, so we need to go big with this. So let's do their, her first focus episode with her family a big special. And they did such a great job with this because I really relate to Sid in terms of this episode because with her character, they really amp up her zaniness. Like, they really portray Sid as this really crazy, chaotic character who, like, again, can't control herself. And, like, with her family's, like, saying, like, oh, man, I, it's like her mom saying, like, oh, I love Sid, but she just has so many crazy ideas. And then Sid actually overhears them and starts crying over the fact that her parents think that her, her ideas are too crazy and that she can't really help. That was a really well done scene. Seeing Sid like break down, like I've never seen her that upset before in the show. And I really liked this how they developed her character in this episode because again, 
it's nice to see her outside of just her her friendship relationship with Ronnie Ann. Because again, to me, it feels like whatever sits with Ronnie Ann, she's just a yes man going along with Ronnie Ann's plans. Basically, what Clyde was to Lincoln. So when they actually gave Clyde more episodes to himself, you can see that Clyde is his own fleshed out character, and he's not just defined by being just Lincoln's best friend. So seeing that Sid has a life outside of Ronnie Ann and being defined as her own character and can actually like figure out things on her own has her own ideas has her own plans like not just like you know Roddy as she's again like her being the woman with the plan the Casagrandes where she comes up with good ideas and needs help from Sid or others like Sid's like oh I have another idea and another one and like five more like she's coming up with all these crazy wacky shenanigans and and ideas that are really good like they're good intentions but again they're kind of like yeah, a little crazy, as our family would say. So I, I really liked, again, how they did really flesh out Sid in this episode and made her, her like, really, like, developed her character and showed that she can own an episode on her own. And again, like, um... Of course, we know Adelaide's great, so again, her getting her little side pop with the monkeys, so well done, like, Adelaide's one of the best characters, and seeing more focus on the Changs, like, San Stanley will sometimes show up in episodes with the Clark, and seeing more Becca Chain, of course, is always welcomed, but yeah, I, I really love the way they did this episode, I think they did a really, really great job with it, because, like, we were supposed to get an episode about the Changs, Back in season one, they promised there would be an episode where Becca was gonna cook like an was gonna try to learn how to cook an Asian dish because again she's American versus Ch uh, Stanley who's Asian because uh, you know Sid and her family are Asian American so she was gonna cook an Asian dish but that never happened so I guess they scrapped it for this episode but I'm glad they did because again like we saw Stanley making the little pizza bowels which was a really great scene and say like they're like a combination of East and West just like you girls like seeing their little family interactions was so cute because we barely get to see Sid and Adelaide together as sib as siblings so seeing them with the family is great but like they did such a good job focusing on the Changs because again the the, the Casa Grandes they don't they barely show up in this episode like they only show up for like one or two scenes in the background and like yeah Roddy and only contributes to like maybe two or three scenes with Sid, but that's about it. She's just kind of in the background. And I like how they did that. Like, they didn't need to shoehorn the Casas in there to help out, like, Rodian or Carl or whatever. Sid could f figure out what to do on her own. And she figured out, oh, like, if I go to my happy place and think about... Roddy Ann, my girlfriend, or even Yu Quan, because in that moment she needed Yu Quan's help versus Roddy Ann to soothe the the animals with K-pop, and again you tie that you tie it in with the beginning with her character loving Yu Quan and K-pop, and then doing it at the end. Like man, like that song that they played was so great. Like Casa Grandes, what is what is a soundtrack coming out? We need that soundtrack. But yeah, no, they did such an amazing job with this episode. Like obviously, like you know, the Casa specials have been so great. Like. You know, putting my bias aside for Operation Dad, Casa Grandes haven't had a single bad special during that this time. Like, yeah, Cursed is top tier amazing special. Casa Christmas, while it, while it has its problems to me in terms of character writing, it's still a, a top tier episode. And then this episode just knocks it out of the park. It is probably, it is, it is to me, one of the best episodes of season two, in my opinion. Like, they just did, they just did such a good job with what they did, like, what they could do with a Sid-focused episode. Like, they, they decided, no, we're not just going to do an 11-minute episode. We're going to do a full 22-minute episode fleshing out Sid, Adelaide, and her family. And they did such an amazing job with it that I cannot, 
like really just I cannot applaud them enough for doing this like taking that risk and saying hey let's do a full focus episode on Sid but it's a full 22 minute episode amazing just amazing like I I can't wait to see what else they do with Sid like I really want to see if they'll actually do a Sidani episode, but it's mostly focused on Sid doing the plan versus Rodian. Like, again, like, how Clyde's first focus episode was him, you know, uh, owning up to the plan versus Lincoln and Lincoln being the yes man, kind of. But it this episode has so much potential to do more Sid-focused episodes and to de- develop and flesh her character out more. Because, again, I really do like that they really just emphasize her hyperactivity as a character and really own that. Like, I just think it's a really, really great episode. Like, I can't praise it enough. I think it's a fantastic. So, what else do I- What else more do I have to say? Sid's great, and this episode's great, and it's amazing, and I loved it. So, yeah. That's my thoughts on Zoomergency. Just... I don't know. It's just... Yeah. This episode was amazing. You know, I can't wait to can't wait to get more Sid focused episodes. Me too, man. I can't wait to see what else they'll do with Sid in the future. Like, again, because it is nice we get Sidani episodes, like we do with Clinkin episodes. Even though season five has really been lacking on the Clinkin episodes, I would say. Like, I was gonna say before during Grub Sub, I feel like we've got we've got way too many Lincoln and Friends episodes at school lately. Like. I was really excited that Grub Sub to be like the first Lenny Lincoln focus episode besides Ghost with Lincoln and his sister. But we've had so many Lincoln and Friends episodes this season that I feel like we really need more with Lincoln than just like him and his friends lately. And we only had like maybe one or two Clinton episodes this season, whereas there's so much abundance of Sidani. Like I love Sidani, man, but they're gonna soon enough they're gonna turn into the Clinton where we're gonna start being like, well, there's too many Sidani episodes now, which again I don't want to complain about, but I'm glad they finally did this episode where they did fo- they did flesh out Sid as her own character outside of Rodian and the potential what they could do with more with Sid in the future and her family. Like there's just so much you could do with the the, the Changs. I think they did a really good, great job from the start, but they can do more in the future with season three, or even if it's more in season two. But like we're very close to season two ending, so I'd say season three. There's a lot more you can do with Sid and her family. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's all the episode, all the recent episodes of the Loud House and the Casagrande that came out during that week. It was a lot. <laughs> Oh, very big stuff because again, like all those Casa episodes, the two Loud House ones, and now and the two episodes that aired back to back, like it was a lot, man. Like it was a lot. You, I would say it was a lot of episodes. It definitely was a lot to cover, but we got through. Oh yeah, but it's it's always welcome to get a lot of episodes from both shows. So again, Mitch, thank you so much for coming back onto my show to talk about these episodes with me. Of course, I, I invited you on because I wanted to talk about the Lenny episode with you, but it was really fun to talk about all these episodes with you again. So thank you so much, pal. You're the best. No problem. I'm always happy to help. So is there any social media you like you you would like to plug on my show before we go? Well, the only one that I have that I'm slightly active on is uh my Twitter, which is at King Mitch Tourney. You know, I'm recently I want to try to get the 500 followers by my birthday, so that'd be nice. All right, so if you if make sure y'all follow my boy because I want him to get 500 before his birthday, and his birthday is far into the end of the year, so 
get on it. <laughs> you better do it, as I say. And as for me, if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over Excel Eclipse on Twitter or at the podcast's Twitter, Casa Lao Chats. And we'll see you all next time on Casa Lao Chats.